0: And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now.
1: Alright, good morning.
2: Hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on, man? Oh my god. We got a decent amount to talk about today.
1: Yeah, we do. I, uh, we ran out of gratuitous coffee over here.
2: We, that's mm, that's not good. We
1: usually have too much coffee. because We have like extra coffee, but like we finally we actually ran out. I had to go buy coffee for the first time. Some
2: generic coffee.
1: Got some Starbucks.
2: Some Starbucks. Yeah. Doesn't quite compare, I'm sure. I like Starbucks
1: is alright. Starbucks is okay. They like burn all their coffee. They just, they just Ugh. burn it. So it all, so it always has like a similar, ah, pretty fresh beef. Not gratuitous though, not gratuitous. We're, we, uh, we have a bunch of coffee on its way up from Colombia because we're bringing coffee to MoneroCon. Nice. We'll be providing coffee to, there's a cafe at MoneroCon. Um, at, I can't, remember, parallel, polis, paranelli, polis, the, the venue where it's going to be. That make. looks
2: like a really cool venue. I saw yeah, some they, pictures of it.
1: Yeah. They have, I believe like a Bitcoin cafe built to that. Uh, Venue, very cool, and they'll be serving up gratuitous coffee. Hopefully, accepting Monero. That would be that would be tragic if they're only accepting Bitcoin. But I'm sure I'm sure they'll be accepting Monero for that day. Uh, How you doing, man?
2: Doing good, doing good. Just hanging, just hanging. Trying to get some stuff done,
1: but you know. When was uh? So wait, did we talk to you since going to since you went to your your conference? Have you been on since?
2: Uh, no, no, I don't think so.
1: Oh yeah, how was that?
2: It was really good. It was awesome. Uh, It was fun. Met a lot of people. Linux um,
1: if you want to tell yeah, me. Yeah,
2: it was so I went to I spoke at Southeast Linux Fest last week and I did a, a Graphene OS talk, um, which I think is on their it should be on their YouTube channel if you if you look up Southeast Linux Fest, it should be on there. I'll be I'll be uploading probably like a uh edited version to my channel at some point. But uh it was great, met a lot of cool people. Uh there are definitely some Monero people there. Uh, a lot a lot of privacy people too. Not as much as Monerotopia, obviously, but there a lot of people that knew Monero and what it was. Uh, and they were interested in talking about that. Uh, and I also, um, I think the one person I, I talked to that was also from Monerotopia was probably Luke Smith, because he was there and he also did a talk. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, so if you're, if you're near Charlotte, North Carolina next year, you should come on down. It's awesome. Awesome.
1: Does Luke, uh, like help run that? Because I know he's, he's big in the Linux thing, right?
2: No, he doesn't help run it. He's just, uh, he does like a, a talk every.
1: Okay. What was what was his talk on?
2: His was on suckless software, which is a uh, certain category of softwares developed uh, by this group that are designed to be as minimal as possible and to just like work and not be bloated and stuff.
1: Okay, No, nothing about that. Yeah, I, maybe I'll maybe I'll check out one of those conferences one of these days so I can start to.
2: Yeah, it's a bit more it's a bit I'm more techy. Little... Yeah, but you know,
1: beyond me, yeah. Did I? I got my graphene phone, man. I don't know because I think we were talking about it last time when you weren't on.
2: Yeah, I saw I saw the yeah, I didn't see the running. whole stream, but I saw the beginning of it. Um and yeah, that's that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Exciting. That's super that's that's awesome.
1: I'm deciding cuz we're heading out to Monericon next week and I was thinking of bringing the phone. What what do you think is the best way to get it up and running uh on the cellular, the SIM card or like what's what's the, the 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 best approach there? Anything? You could
2: use any like pretty much any carrier you wanted. Um and you could get, like, a data-only eSIM. Uh, but if you wanted one, like, you could pay with Monero anonymously. Yeah, There's I, like, I, I want to yeah. go the yeah.
1: hardcore approach with this phone just so I, I can live that oh, life. Oh, yeah, of course. You have to go all out. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, so I, I use this right now, uh, and it works pretty well. Um, it's a little bit expensive if you have to use a lot of data, but it's called jmp.chat. And if you go to jmp.chat slash eSIM, uh, this guy, um, he sells data-only eSIMs, uh, which you can pay for with Monero. And it costs about $7 per gigabyte, which is kind of a lot, but it never expires. So if you don't use it that much, you can have like one gigabyte for several months.
1: Okay. I might do that. I might do that. Did we have him? I'm, I'm on a lot. Long- it's just JM jmp. What, what's that website? Yeah. What'd you say? You cut out for a
2: sec. Oh, sorry. It's jmp.chat.
1: Okay. I'll check that out. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. The hardcore approach. That's cool. The how long? So how long does it take to get the, the card?
2: Right now it's uh, it's on a wait because like the the E-SIM oh, part is in beta, so it, it depends. You might get in time, you might not. Worst okay. case you can try another one called silent.link, which is similar service. Yeah, that one I think we
1: advertised, right? Didn't we have the, did we have them at Monero Topia on the uh in Adoption Alley?
2: Silent.link? I don't I don't think we did. Because they accept Monero too, right? They do, yeah. They recently started accepting Monero. Or maybe you tried to get them, right? Was that? Oh, I think I, I tried to get, uh, the JMP.chat guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, yep. Well, maybe I'll do that and then I'll try to have them on, on a Monero tope. That would be awesome. Um, what else we got going on? Anything, anything else you want to bring up before we hop into the regular show?
2: Uh, you want me to bring up those, uh, a few of those
1: news? Oh, yeah. I guess so, right? Cause I don't think, uh, Tony had that covered. So what, what do we have there? I mean, I think the big one was the local. Local let me scenario.
2: see, let me, uh, up here. I think this will actually work. Awesome, sweet. Yeah, so the first one was, was the kill net threatens. I mean, swift, roll banking attacks. Now you can, you can, uh, think what you want of this. I feel like it might be a grift or a psyop. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's interesting nonetheless.
1: Yeah, what I, what I thought was most interesting, right? Yeah, like it's, it's probably most likely to get attention. Uh, but what's interesting is I literally just had this conversation the day before seeing the, uh, with Arctic Mine, actually, uh, he was he was in town. We went out for dinner, and he just brought up a scenario. He's like, you know, it, it's not completely far fetched. Some scenario where you know, hackers try to take down the Swift network network, particularly the Swift network, in, in retaliation uh, for for what's going on with Russia being disconnected from, uh, you know, the the mainstream fi- financial network. And so we were here, we were just talking, he was bringing it up as an example of something that could kind of happen overnight and change the entire landscape. And he was talking about in terms of would Monero, you know, be ready for something like that. Uh But it was just kind of shocking a day later. <laughs> Somebody saying, we're taking down the Swift Network. Doubt, doubt there's any validity to it, but. Pretty interesting to think about. I I mean I, I suppose it's, it's it's possible, right? We might see we might see something at some point.
2: Nonetheless, that would be that'd be interesting. It'd be devastating, but interesting and it'd be interesting to see like how much more usage Monero would get. And if it yeah. could handle like a massive load at once.
1: Right. Crypto in general, what would happen, right? I mean there would definitely be a big shift overnight. It w- awaken a lot of people and just out of pure needle would have to start experimenting. Uh, so interesting about, uh, I thought it was
2: good. The yeah, Monero posted another darknet market going Monero only. This just seems to be a common theme going on over the past year, at least probably more, is that, uh, more and more darknet markets are just going Monero only, because uh, they're having trouble with Bitcoin, I guess.
1: Is market like a pretty decently known one? You know? Uh,
2: I'm not sure. Um, I would imagine it would be, uh, I, I'm not a darknet market user, so I am not sure, but just, just this alone is already like, I, I'm definitely going to look into that and see how big they are because that's pretty.
1: Yeah. I mean, but what did they say in They basically said like they don't want to take the risk, right? Like they're, they know that their user, most, I think they're saying most of their users still use Bitcoin, right? But they want to push them all over to Monero.
2: Store. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want the risk. Like Sarah right here, we understand the implications it brings for those who use it and not understand the risk. Many people just transfer Bitcoin directly from exchange sites to us and that makes a big target for investigating. Can you imagine you're going That's on the darknet market and you're buying like <laughs> straight from Coinbase? Countries. You just send some Bitcoin straight I, over to this darknet market.
1: It, it, I don't get those who those people are because I mean it takes a little thinking, like a little. There's a barrier of entry to go to a dark market, right? It's not like you're pulling up uh, whatever typical web browser, right? It takes a little. There's a little barrier. Of a little entry bit, to,
2: yeah, yeah. But know, at the same time, know. a lot of people think and they're like, uh they're like almost lied into thinking that Bitcoin is like the safe thing you can just use for whatever you want. But if they're
1: the dark market people, I mean, I get, so there's literally just people there. I I I just don't understand who that person is, the archetype that that I would love to meet that person. Go into the dark market. That just kind of blows my mind that that person, right? I don't
2: know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's still in that transitionary period where there's like more and more people are realizing Monero is uh like what you should be using, but it's you know it's like it's this very long transitionary period. But this is just another example of that taking place.
1: Yeah. Oh, we had a great talk with Arctic, but yes, I, I we uh, we hung out. He came into came to New York. It was nice. Went out for a good chat. But I had him on uh, a couple of days earlier. Did an interview. I think we put that up already. Recommend that out. That was a good one. Arctic. That's awesome. Talking about uh, essentially how you know he he thinks um, Bitcoin essentially more more perhaps. More private, some Monero people want to get synonymous. The fact that it's pseudo-anonymous uh, does the pretty private. of so that. from the standpoint of talking about blockchain surveillance. And he, he thinks, essentially, he doesn't think blockchain surveillance or chain analysis is really accurate at all and to the point where it's it less. And because of that, he's effective at Bitcoin. Can't be as easily tracked and traced as some may claim. Um, obviously, you know, he's, he, he, you know, it, it's kind of nuanced, right? Cause he's kind of blowing me away as, as he's saying, we've, we've all kind of heard him hit that and talk about it, but I'm like, but you know, so then, so where is, where does, where does Monero stand versus Bitcoin? And obviously he thinks, well, you know, Monero's, he said he always, he always defaults back to the, the thing that interests him most about Monero actually is it's scalable. He always goes back to that. Um, obviously he thinks. Uh, Monero is is way more private and "quote unquote" fungible than Bitcoin, and uh, it's it's necessary. It's it's made necessary design improvements there. Um, but he's most interested in its scalability, and he thinks that that Bitcoin effectively uh, is not a surveillance coin. It was it was a good conversation, and now I'm looking to bring somebody else on to kind of counter some of it. But really, what he was honing in on is the fact that he thinks that chain analysis and blockchain surveillance uh is a stay a farce like that whole that that whole uh ecosystem is is kind of bullshit and that they're really not tracing as well as they claim to be
2: that's crazy and i mean it could be cuz like you know they're using whatever black magic proprietary algorithms they got that yeah haven't been audited that people can't even check so they're basically uh they're uh convicting people on like the basis of this private proprietary software that hasn't even been audited by anyone external, which
1: is crazy right. yeah which is crazy but my my my, my kind of like struggle with him is like but that's still a problem it's still and a problem the yeah the fact that that these companies can exist and alleged is the issue and uh Arta kind of gets to the point where he thinks eventually the rug will kind of be pulled out from be revealed that they're they're phony kind of in in through the justice will kind of be revealed that Chain analysis can't really be used as a tool for, um, determining if people, you know, committed a crime because it's just not deterministic enough. And because of that, like the, that ecosystem will kind of go away. Whereas I, I kind of 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 the standpoint that it's probably here to stay for quite some time. And there's this whole ecosystem that's been built, this feedback lean the regulators and exchanges and the chain analysis companies, right? Uh, mm-hmm. where it just makes sense for it in perpetuity for some time because they're all benefiting. Just like any other thing, you know, just like the, you have the pharmaceutical companies tied in with the government, right? Uh, and you have regulatory capture going on there. So just because of the, nat- the nature of things, I see these chain analysis companies sticking around for a long time, uh, becoming more powerful and influential. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't see them disappearing overnight because, you know, I, I don't know. That, that's kind of where Arctic and I differ. I just kind of see, I guess I'm more of a, a pessimist. It's more of my, my, um, my negative view of this, of the state apparatus in general and how it tends to work mm-hmm. uh, in concert with these types of companies. And, uh, these things get, send end up getting, getting worse, right? It becomes this, this yeah. way to, to control people. And so I don't see it going away anytime soon. And, and it's Bitcoin's trait. Quote unquote traceability that allows where, but definitely check out. It was very, it was a
2: good combo. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Arctic Minds, regardless of like super, he's super freaking smart, super interesting to always listen to. Yes. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, I guess you could mention this one real quick. Uh, could you posted this tweet.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought this was kind of a big, big, big story. So a local Monero user has been arrested of money laundering and uh, operating uh, as a money transmitter, essentially without a license. I think that the top most active local Monero user, right? For, for cash sales, in Monero, I believe. He was like, oh, yeah, oh.
2: he was one of the biggest ones.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, this, this shouldn't be like blown away news to anybody. We've seen, uh, we've seen this happen before with uh i remember it was the local bitcoins guy in florida years ago was kind of the first to go down for this he was accused, i believe it was the same thing money uh you know acting as a money transmitter without a license and money laundering effectively uh we always always voice the that that warning you know it's if you're going to use local monero you need to make sure you're Using it as uh, somebody that's just looking to trade peer to peer, not as a business, right? That's, that's really the distinction. Uh, if you're profiting, if you're in the act of selling Monero for profit, uh, not at his own personal, then you run into this area defined as a money transmission business. Um, so. That's the risk there. And so I don't know the details beyond that, whether he was, you know, effectively, uh, if they're alleging that he was getting Monero from dark market sales and then selling that for cash. Um, It's unfortunate to see because this is going to scare, you know, it's just another tactic to kind of clamp down on Monero. On ramps and off ramps. So I think it's important that we realize that, you know, using, uh, you know, at least here where, where I am in my jurisdiction and in the United States as a whole, as far as far as I understand, it's perfectly legal to uh, trade Monero some, with somebody peer to peer at a personal need. You have you have. A hundred dollars worth of Monero, and you're in need of some cash. You can find somebody who has that cash. You give them the Monero, they give you the cash. And this guy appear to is being accused of crossing the line as they're trying to, say. which is bullshit to begin with. You know the fact that you know you would have to, uh, you know, I I, I kind of I disagree with 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 those regulations to begin with, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, yep. But I'm just saying you get you got to be careful because they they do exist and they're actually uh, they use them. To crack down on people for these purposes. So I think it's important that we don't scurry away from local Monero. We continue to use it, but just be smart about it. You gotta be smart about it, right? You can't, you can't be, uh, you gotta, you gotta, your actions and the way you portray yourself has to, as uh, somebody genuinely using it for peer to peer purposes, buying and selling is a good lesson to be learned. But that guy, uh, through some re- somebody posted, what was his name? Oh, know.
2: the guy in the tweet, Um yeah. uh, David Scotty's, Scotties.
1: Yeah, so Yes, I, I did some Googling and he, he, I posted a video, a YouTube video. I, I, you know, I don't, I, I hope it's, I, I mean, I don't hope, but, uh, it looks like that's the, the same person because I, I found a YouTube video where he's being interviewed and it's actually a really good interview. He seems like a really, really cool dude, like somebody that I would love, I would love to have on the show. He's, uh, an like a, an extreme agorist, Um and uh he was he was making some really really interesting points and at the end of the interview he mentions how he an agora i assume uh, same name probably i don't know could be could be the same person so
2: that's he's, interesting he's, you should I should try to yeah. get him on. Yeah, well, he's probably kind of busy right yeah,
1: now. Yeah, yeah, he's not really yeah, looking probably. to talk
3: about it. and I'm sure his his
1: attorneys <laughs> would advise him not to be out there talking about it. But he came across as a really genuine, peace-loving, volunteerist uh, agorist, uh, like well-studied in his understanding of the philosophies behind why uh, agorism is an, an ethically positive thing. Um, and yeah, here he is by the state. You know, high crimes, which is which is sad.
2: Yes, that's crazy.
1: Um. All right. Yeah. Let's this Oh, uh, wow. We went 20 minutes already. All right. So, <laughs> those those who are coming on after us, maybe you could pick up the speed a little bit.
2: All right. Let's let's do the uh the price report with Body. Let's go. Let's
1: go.
0: The Monerotopia Topia Price Report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer to peer. You buddy.
1: Morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing this lovely morning? Good man, good. It was a little slow for me. We had we had a late night LCD sound system. Is that like a
4: concert? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. they good.
4: What kind of music are you into?
1: Well, LCD sound systems like uh like electronic. Cool. The early 2000s. Really good. I was actually supposed to meet a a Monero a Monero friend, but he didn't make it up. Some car issues on the way up.
4: Huh. Yeah, I went uh, to uh, a restaurant last he's night.
1: He's named DeMarsh, and people should know him. He's jumped on the show a few times. He's a big Elton guy.
4: Make it oh, up. cool. Yeah, you know, he seems like the kind of guy that would be uh, into that kind of music. Yeah, we went stuff.
1: like, I guess, a year ago, six months ago together. First time we had a blast, so they were playing again. And, but, yeah, he's definitely that, that type of guy. He's, he's a <laughs> big fan.
4: What cool. for you last night? Uh, I went to a restaurant last night. I was going to say that, um, it's funny here in Mexico. You go to, to like a nice restaurant and they're playing like club music, like almost club music, uh, like the whole time. Like you think, okay, we're going to go to a nice fancy dinner. And then it's just like, boom, boom, boom,
3: boom. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, well,
4: sure. I yeah, remember uh, so, being uh, in Tulum and like every restaurant we went to every night was like, it was just club music.
1: Yeah. That kind of reminds me. We could, we go to Puerto Rico quite a bit because Puerto Rico. So we were there. On Easter, during Easter. So they're, they're all, they're also, they're, you know, very, very Catholic there. Uh, but they also have that, that party element that doesn't go away no matter what. So we were on the the beach on Easter and it was like, everybody was like, the speaker to person ratio has to be the, 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 of highest density of anywhere on the, on the, you know, in the world. Like you take one step and it's like, it's like everybody's a DJ on the beach. They're just like, like, have their huge speaker sets. They're all rocking out. Boats pull it up with their, your assistants. Uh, it's fun. It's a, gets a little exhausting though. No? <laughs> it's a little, it's a little much. Have
4: you, have you ever heard of the decentralized dance party?
1: I did. Yes, I've heard of that.
4: Yeah. These guys would carry around like a small FM transmitter and then they would hand out radios. And so like they would just go randomly to, to different crowds, like different places in the city, like in the middle of the day, like in the middle of a work day. And, uh, yeah, they'll just like hand out radios and get everyone like dancing and partying for, you know, whatever time period people were around waiting for the subway, or whatever. But, uh, I thought it was a yeah. cool idea. Pretty yeah. The guy who runs
1: it, I think he was on a, on a Narco Poco when I was, or it was, uh, the conference, but it was during like 2020 during like well, during the lockdown, they did a remote thing. I don't know if it was oh. Narco Poco. It was related to it. that's um, where I met him actually. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah yeah that's where i've I've discovered them all right, man. Okay. so how we doing in price uh try
4: try to keep it somewhat short since I've been blabbing all morning We're already like uh, <laughs> okay thirty minutes yeah, um so uh I mean monero price has been n- not really too much has changed. We kind of took a dip um you can see that's the weekly chart we uh, we dipped down below basically really kind of the the drop deadline the the, the line that we really wanted to hold. Um, that's kind of depressing, kind of sad. Um, that's kind of basically what happened over the past week, Monero, uh, and the rest of crypto markets kind of continued to bleed out. So at this point, we're, in terms of Monero USD, we're firmly inside of the, uh, back inside of this bear market sort of channel down here. Then there's no reason to say that that has to, that that has to continue. Um, we're seeing some of these kind of, uh, you know, these wicks here. Uh, you see some wicks down there. It's possible, right, that, that we could, uh, that these wicks could be a sign of some temporary bottom or trying to form a temporary bottom. Perhaps it takes another few weeks. Um looking at this chart right now, it does kind of strike me how we get these crazy big wicks to the downside, uh, midweek, but I don't really see hardly any of them to the upside. I guess we got one right there, but uh, eh, you know. I look at that and, you know, I want to, I want to start talking crazy conspiracies and shit, but you know, we'll avoid that for today. (laughs) This is uh Monero Bitcoin right here. And we're basically in this kind of downward channel. We're coming up on, um, to me, what's, what's a very important support line. Oh, let's go to the week. So, right. That's kind of like our lifetime triangle support line. Um, like we talked about a couple months ago, it's, it's totally unsurprising that we're inside this little channel here. Um. Was that, did you say something, Doug? Did you have something for me here? Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay, sorry, I, thought I heard you say something. Uh, okay, so, I mean, with this chart, you know, there's, there's really probably not much exciting to expect to happen here. Maybe there's a chance we kind of form a bottom, kind of come back up eventually. Uh, but, you know, we're looking here at the next month, two months, maybe even three months, um, just kind of hanging out, boring action inside that channel. Uh, there's... There's not much happening with the, uh, with the divergences kind of just hovering around that zero point. Uh, when we saw the big crash recently, we, we saw the divergences go to the negative side, which almost always happens. Very common whenever Monero price crashes, um, Binance and Qcoin and all those other lovely exchanges love to, um, just do a bunch of volume down there at negative prices to Kraken, which I think is part of the reason it, it kind of explains somewhat these big wicks down, um, you know we've talked about this before where it seems like they try to hit Monero harder than the other coins um uh, so let's go take a look at actually let's let's stop for a moment and let's talk about um, some of the fundamental things that happened this week so the we had the Fed meeting the we had a f o m c meeting this week it wasn't really to me it wasn't really a factor there was a little bit of volatility around that of trading around that time frame, but the Fed didn't say anything. That was surprising. They it really. I, I tried to watch the meeting. I got through about half of it, and I said, "Wow, this is boring. And these guys are just answering, asking the same questions over and over again." Um, the Fed didn't raise rates. This was like the first time that they haven't raised rates, and I think ten months now. So, um, but it, the market expected it. So you think, "Oh, the Fed, you know, is going to pause and no rate hike, and the market should pump now." It's like, well, the markets have kind of already pumped quite a lot um, in terms like of the Nasdaq. And the S&P, you know, we're we're basically, as we talked about last week, for example, here's the NASDAQ uh, sitting at a very important resistance point. It was basically the very first peak after coming off the the all-time highs last year. Sorry, the all-time highs in 2021. So the NASDAQ is sitting there. Um, As we talked about last week, we're looking at standard deviations. That's what this blue line is here, Bollinger Band standard deviations. There's a whole bunch of clusters of standard deviations from moving standard deviations from different timeframes that are all sitting right there. To me, this is a spot to look at the NASDAQ um, to take a pause to at least experience some resistance. Um, We're also looking at the S&P hitting some of those same levels. Uh, This line right here, to me, is kind of important. Uh, I wouldn't expect the S&P or the NASDAQ or stock markets to, to really push much higher than this, uh, much higher than they've already gone. Um, let's see. Let's take a look at the inflation numbers because those also came out this week and we're actually seeing good movement here. Like this is what we want to see. We're, we're almost like, I, I kind of feel like we've, we've moved past this peak. We're in the optimistic portion now that inflation will actually get under control. Um, I mean, you know, as compared to what it was for the past couple of years, inflation is always there. It's always going up. It'll, it's always out of control. The government's always, you know, a piece of shit. But, um, you know, they'll just be like regular pieces of shit instead of uh, how bad they've been the past couple of years. Anyways, uh, you know, that's one way of framing it. it. But, but the point is that we saw the CPI drop. Um, now down to four percent, which is, that's that's really good. Uh, the producer price index is is basically back. I mean, it, the, the blue line here is back in trend with the past couple decades or longer. Um, the orange line here is the core inflation rate. Uh, so that's like all inflation minus food and energy. Um, that is more sticky. Again, rents are still a problem. Um, a lot of that is the labor market combined with the housing market. So um, this is definitely more sticky. Let's go back just a little bit and take a just to get a historical perspective of where we are on inflation, generally speaking. So you can see that this time frame right here is the 1990s, uh, you know, a lot of growth, a lot of stock market growth, a lot of technology growth. And then even after, um, you know, for the past two decades, since 2000, this is where inflation has been, the official numbers. The, the numbers have been in this zone right here. So that's really where we want to get back to think that we could. Just get back to some like normal, steady state, you know, growth, 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 um, and not have like crazy times with, uh, with the whole, um, pandemic stuff and money printing craziness. So anyways, the point is that CPI is finally getting back into trend. You can see CPI down here. It's, it's at the high level of the trend. The CPI is actually very close to back into trend. Um, the core inflation right here is still high, right? We, we really, um, we really need to get back down to this level, something like 2%. Um that's where core inflation has been for a long time, so we're 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 not there yet. we're on the positive end of that 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 it gives us the hope that some kind of normalization can return um but uh you know the the government's still gonna have to be careful with this. um, we also had the debt ceiling was resolved at least for a while, so there's gonna be like another cool million uh heading down the pipe there and there's kind of a question over where it comes from. there's a whole bunch of money in uh, in the reverse repo markets. Um, you can see that, that the reverse repos are, are kind of taking a dip here. They, they've fallen out of this triangle. Um, I'm not sure how relevant this chart is for us anymore, uh, in, in terms of like crypto prices or even in terms of stock market prices. It's probably still a little bit relevant because stocks have been kind of continuing to make their way up over the past, uh, couple of weeks, uh, as, as the reverse repos have dropped. Um, but, so yeah, I mean, we, you know, I, I do keep an eye on that chart. It's, I'm not sure how relevant it is at the moment. Dollar index. Um, is basically just kind of flat. Uh, as we had talked about a couple weeks ago, you know, we, it felt like we were reaching some, uh, an inflection point there in terms of, um, like, or sorry, a convergence of resistances. And sure enough, that's played out. We've kind of come down. At this particular moment, we're sitting at some standard deviation lines. And I'm going to show you guys some really cool charts probably next week, um, maybe in two weeks. Um, but when I talk about these standard deviations and these statistical levels, it'll make more sense with these charts i 'm going to show you. but basically, the dollar is starting to hit some uh, long term standard deviations that were formed uh, in large part by its fall from from the heights up there. So anyways, uh, what I 'm saying is that this looks like a, a spot for the dollar to maybe try and um, try and form a bottom here. It could take some time overall, the markets to me look flat, they look blah i 'm not convinced necessarily that they 're going to do one thing or another. Um, it's possible that we've entered a period of just kind of flat, sideways stagnation. Um, this right here is the Bitcoin and Ethereum chart. I did want to take a little bit of a look at volume and show you guys. Let's go to the daily. So this is uh, the moving average of volume. It's the five-day – let's go to the week. All right. There we go. This is a one-week moving average of volume. You can see that volume has basically been dropping off ever since um, price has been coming up. So I'm not necessarily sure if that's if that's a good sign. It, probably a lot of it is related to the attacks going on in crypto in general and the exchanges and the, the cutting off of a lot of the banking access. So that, that probably has something to do with it. In general, um, overall, I like the Bitcoin plus ETH market cap chart. It feels like a cleaner chart to me. So, for example, we've got – um this was our August peak right there. That's where these uh, horizontal lines come from. Uh, you can see that 2021, that was the summer low, and then this was kind of like the last stop before things crashed crazy in 2022 in uh, in June. So that's what those horizontal lines are. Just so that you can have some reference. Um, they're not, you know, they they are significant. In this case, these horizontal lines are important for um, you can see they kind of acted as a port for price for a while. Now we're on the negative side of that. Overall, um, you know, like the fat lady hasn't sung on this uh, on a potential. Uh, for us to continue going to the upside with crypto overall, right? Bitcoin, Ethereum and, and other stuff. We're still inside of the broader structure, right? There's kind of like this, this, um, wedge structure, or sorry, broadening structure, uh, happening here. We found some support right at that spot. So, um, and then overall, Bitcoin and Ethereum are are just kind of like following this channel down. You might want to try and say that this is a bullish flag. You know, we came up and then, uh, okay, this is a, this is a bullish flag that will eventually break to the upside. Um, I'm not really sure what I think about it. Um, In terms of like how to play this, how to think about these markets, um, I wanted to to make a comment today about um, you have your hodl and your trading stack. And then personally, for my trading stack, there's the long term trades and there's the short term trades. So I regard Monero as basically my hodl. Um, and then on my trading stack, as I, as I mentioned the past couple of weeks, I've been exiting positions and I should have specified, I mean, I've been exiting my short-term positions. I'm still holding some of those longer-term positions because, I mean, like I said, the fat lady hasn't sung here. We're still oh. largely inside the structure. There is the potential for us to go back to the upside. It's just that there's so much uncertainty with the markets. One thing that's important to think about is that despite all of the bad news and everything that's happened... Um, crypto prices, Bitcoin and Ethereum in particular, have managed to, to hold on pretty well. We haven't seen, like, even this March crash that happened with the banking crisis or the, the miniature banking crisis or whatever we want to call it. We haven't seen that kind of crazy drop, um, uh, even with all the attacks on crypto. So there, there is a good case to be made here that there is potential to try and break out of this thing to the upside. I would like to see this thing happen, unfold in real time. I would love to, um, you know, to be able to get on here with you guys or or uh, on Twitter and then say, hey, you know, these charts are starting to break to the upside. Um, but in terms of like short term plays for me personally, it's there's not enough clarity on the markets or where it's going. Um, and then maybe the last thing that I'll say here today is that in terms of Bitcoin dominance, in terms of where the market's. Um, are going to go for the short term and the long term. Bitcoin dominance continues to make breaks to the upside. And on the short term, this is something that we should expect to probably continue. Um, this is in large part driven by the attacks of the SEC. Um, there, right? There's a lot of uncertainty over, like Gensler couldn't even say in front of Congress whether he thinks ETH is a security or not, even though the CFTC says it's not. Uh, Gensler might think it is. And again, it's just about clarity. I'm not trying to make an argument about whether ETH is or is not a security at this exact moment. But the point is that all of these coins are now in question in limbo over whether they are not securities. So Bitcoin is a big recipient of transfers of funds um, as a result of that. People don't want to be in those coins. They might get attacked. They're afraid. They're fearful, et cetera. So Bitcoin dominance is going to experience and likely to continue experiencing positive effects from this on the short term. However, there's a broader thesis emerging here, and once the the idea is that okay, crypto is under attack right now, crypto might also be under quote unquote attack, right? This could be just like a big setup by by the cabal on the inside to to sort of like create the cycle, to create the thing, the impetus that will be needed for the next bull market. But what I want to where I'm going here with this is that at some point it's going to start to become more clear how these these attacks are going to play out, whether or not the SEC can actually make a good case in court. We're going to get a pre-glimpse of that. We'll get like a premonition of how that might play out when we see the Ripple case continue. Um, because if the SEC fails to, to win in that Ripple case, then that's going to provide a lot of um, precedent for the other cases and lawsuits that they're bringing. By this time next year, and especially by maybe the end of 2024, the beginning of 2025, so one to two years from now, we should have some significant level of clarity over um, over what's happening. Right now, there there's still a lot up in the air. Probably Congress combined with the presidency, they're, they're you know, Democrat versus Republican. Sorry, not in that order. The Biden Democratic presidency versus the Republican Congress. They're probably not going to pass any like regulations, laws, legislature, you know, uh, legislative clarity. Um, but the courts might give us some clarity over the next year and a half. We're going to get things like discovery. We're going to see if, um, Binance gets an injunction against its assets to be frozen. We're going to start to see maybe like some summary judgment motions. Things will start to become more clear. And the thesis is that once that clarity starts to appear on the horizon in one to one and a half, maybe two years, that could be the impetus that drives the next bull market, um, that, that continues the four year cycle. So, um, you know, I think, I think that's where things are headed for now. Expect Bitcoin dominance to rise for now. Uh, again, things are just kind of like wishy-washy. We could experience a, a time, fer- a time period over the next months of just stagnation. Uh, we kind of had crypto stagnation. I think stocks could be following that soon. I'm not exactly top calling in the stock market yet, but I'm, I'm feeling close. Uh, I'm feeling like there's that potential. So we'll, we'll just have to keep a, a track of all the macro signs and, um, hopefully, you know, hopefully we can, uh, we can get some good clarity on where the markets are going and uh, maybe make some plays here. Um, like I said, for now, you know, t- just, just be careful. Be ready, um, to, to go either way, right? Be ready for the market to go either way. Um, don't be taking massive risks, uh, and, uh, you know, keep your head on a swivel. So that's all I got for you guys today.
1: Did you mention the, uh, sorry, I phased out a little bit. Uh, did you mention the, the BlackRock thing?
4: Oh, uh, no, I didn't. So, um, yeah, BlackRock, And this is probably a little bit of clarity here is important. So BlackRock filed for a Bitcoin trust. If, if you look at their filing, it says trust on it. So it's, it's not an ETF. At least I don't think it's an ETF. I haven't dug down into those details enough, but yeah, they're basically filing to have a Bitcoin trust, much like Grayscale does, except for their trust will be able to remove Bitcoin out of the trust when people sell. So they, they shouldn't, hopefully they shouldn't have the kind of, um, uh, divergence to the net asset value that Grayscale does, right? So Grayscale, you can only put Bitcoin into Grayscale. So they they have all this Bitcoin. They hold it in trust. They have a net asset value on the basis of how much those Bitcoin are worth. But then it trades on the stock market at a different value. Right now, it's trading like minus 50%. Maybe it's only minus 40%. I haven't checked lately. Um, And that's because Grayscale can't remove Bitcoin from that trust. Um, so BlackRock has filed to do their own thing, much like Grayscale, except for they will, they will be able to remove Bitcoin from that trust. Um, I, I think the idea is that they're going to apply for an ETF um, if they get approved for this trust. I think, you know, I mean, I think everybody can see how obvious this is. BlackRock uses, they've got USDC, they've got their stable coins, they have treasuries. They are like the blessed, holy, sanctified, you know, big player on Wall Street, whatever. And now they're going to have their Bitcoin ETF. Um, that will probably help Bitcoin dominance, right? That that attention on Bitcoin, that's going to help Bitcoin dominance. Um, it, it's also kind of a little like um, silver lining for the crypto industry as a whole in the sense that, Okay. BlackRock is making new investments into crypto. Obviously, they don't think the show is over. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it seems kind of obvious. Like, okay. Well, they're, you know, they're trying to get their foot in the door. Is BlackRock now going to get approved for an ETF where everybody else got denied? Is this whole attack on crypto a quote unquote attack on crypto just so that they can change out the crypto, the existing crypto cabal for their own crypto cabal, right? Are they trying to cartelize the, the crypto industry? Um, who knows, man, like these, like these kinds of power plays are they happen all the time. Uh, you know, and people like they make alliances and deals and then they, they backstab each other. Like I could only speculate on what's really happening behind the scenes, but I think there are power plays happening. So
1: yeah, they're, they're moving in, uh, it's interesting, right? It's, it's BlackRock. So, uh, what do you, do you think the ET, I mean, it's. Obviously, the big question nobody knows, but do you think, would you vote ETF likely does get approved or doesn't get approved for BlackRock? Hmm. Tough one, right? I, I mean, would BlackRock, say. Like, if, if anybody can get something approved, right, I feel like it'd be those guys.
4: I'd say they have the the best chance, right, uh, of making it happen. Um, in turn, yeah. I don't know. I I don't really have, like, I'd, I'd say 50-50, but I just say that because I don't know. There's probably more information out there. If I really, like, spent the next week studying it, maybe I could give you a better hmm. a better opinion on whether they get approved or not. It's just that right now I, I feel like, you know, everyone's in bed with everyone and like there, there's these power plays going on. I don't even know if I think that Gensler is actually trying to attack crypto. He said a lot of good things about crypto when he was at MIT. He was like three quarters of it are not securities. He talked good about Algorand. Like, and now he's like, you're all securities. Like, okay, bro, did you really? Like, were you lying then or are you lying now? Are you yeah, really well, I mean, like in it, bed it, with it, the crypto industry? Like, who knows?
1: At the end of the day, these guys are politicians too, right? So. Exactly. Maybe. You can just
2: chalk it down that.
1: Yeah, they, they, they have, they have no, I mean, 99% of them have no like guiding values, trying to stay alive. (laughs) Yeah. Self-preservation and trying to gain as much power as
4: they. The trader in me, the, the NGU, you know, the get rich quick guy wants, um, wants to believe that these guys are, they're basically trying to fabricate, manufacture the next impetus for the next bull market. And to do that, they have to kind of like punch crypto in the nuts right now. You know, so that they can stand them up later and be like, oh, you took that shot pretty good. And then, uh, you know, get the regulatory clarity done and then say, hey, it's good. We're like, you right. we know what to do. And all the corporations are here now, 2025, four-year cycle, let's go. I think there's a good case to be made that some of this is just theater, political theater, and they're manufacturing the ability to run the next bull market. So that that could be what's happening.
1: Good theory, good theory. And then I don't know if you mentioned it, the interest rates. So I know they, they pause. Do you think we're like – very much on the on the downswing now with those like it's it's gonna it's gonna truly pivot and interest rates are going to start
4: to start to drop. I um I don't think they're going to pivot and drop, but they are going to pause. So the Federal Reserve decided for the first time in 10 months to pause their interest rate hikes. Um and they said they're they're going to need to do two more this year. We'll see if those two more happen or not. Uh there's some question over with the debt ceiling. So the debt ceiling got quote unquote resolved. Um they've got another Trillion dollars coming down the pipe here. Um, there's a bit of a question over where they're going to get that money from. Who's going to buy the treasuries, right? Because they, they've got to replace old treasuries with new treasuries. Um, so there, there's a bit of a question in that regard. Um, if the government has to print all this extra money, like do they really want higher interest rates for that? I don't know. I doubt that we see a pivot. Um, that That doesn't make sense for them to pivot. They've like just barely got on the positive optimistic side of controlling inflation. So pivoting and dropping interest rates right here seems like Probably kind of a bad idea, but, um, we'll have to see. To me, like the real crisis isn't here yet. If there's going to be a big crisis, um, that needs to be addressed, I think we're still a few months away from that. I would like to see how the end of the year plays out. Um, I kind of like, and I don't necessarily have great reasoning for it, but my intuition is something like the end of the year has the potential for us to actually see another big drop to the downside where Crypto and stocks go back, maybe not lower lows, but they go back near those lows. Um I, I don't know. We'll we'll just have to wait and see. I I don't think the Federal Reserve is gonna pivot to the downside. It's so far they've done what they've said they're gonna do, which is um they've made the raises that they said they're gonna make. So I would expect at least one more interest rate hike um this year. So I think they've got a meeting in July and then they won't meet again after that until September. So yeah, we'll just have to see, man.
1: An overall larger trend, uh, we got, we got to be near the, if not at the top, near the top for interest rates. And then, and then do you think then we would, you know, the trend would be down over the next whatever, couple of years?
4: I think they want to hold interest rates as high as they can for as long as they can, um, without breaking the economy entirely. So, um, one thing that's happened recently that, that is actually good to see. So you can see that yellow line right there. That's the one-year rate, and then the gray lines are the six and three months. You'll notice that before all the major crashes, um, basically the federal funds rate was above almost everything. Like everything was below the federal funds rate right here just before 2020. Um, again, in 2008, the Fed funds rate was above everything. Right, everything else was below the Fed funds rate. So I mean, I, I do some, I do see some stability here still. Um, and I do think that the Federal Reserve will want to hold these rates here, maybe even taking a little bump up. They'll want to hold that for as long as they can with the goal of, of trying to get inflation down. Um, I, I genuinely don't believe that they're trying to crash the system. I genuinely don't think that they're, they're going to be like, OK, kill the dollar so we can replace it with a CBDC. I don't think that serves their power interest. I think it's more like boil the frog for now. It's boil the frog one degree at a time. People to like, they still have their memory of like all the crap that went down and the willingness to resist it after the, um, the events of the past few years, let's just say. So I don't think that they can really quite get away with, um, some other kind of like major crisis and emergency. I think they have to like go back to, you know, slowly incrementally. Oh, we've got these cool CBDCs now. You don't have to use them, but you know, they're there for you. You need them. Um, so, but I mean, what they really need to do. To, to, to get things under control is get this fucking inflation back down here, um, to, to like steady state. So that's, that's where I see things in that regard. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you, man. Sure thing. <sighs> All right.
1: Let's, uh, keep it moving. Body. Thank you so much, man. Stick around if you can. All right,
4: brother. Yeah. Talk always to always
1: later.
2: Good. Thanks, buddy. That was, that was, yeah. That's always cool to see. Uh, let's go. Yeah. I guess we're, uh, I guess we're up next with the uh, dev segment with Dee and Let's hit that.
1: Yeah, do it. Let's do it.
0: And now for the Mineral Development Segment.
2: Yo-ho, d
5: Hey, how do I sound? You, sound? you sound great. All right, awesome. How y'all doing?
1: Hey, how's it going, man? How are you?
5: Doing pretty well. Sorry to hear yeah. about the rain in New York.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we went, we went to a concert last night. It was fun. Yeah.
3: Oh, okay.
1: Fine, and then... Yeah, I can- we canceled my daughter's, uh, birthday party because we do it out in a park and we didn't want to take a chance because we did do it one year in the rain. The kids had a blast. They had a blast. They didn't know, you know, it was like amazing for them. Like, it's raining. <laughs> But it was like pouring and the parents are like, you know, to this day still talk about it. Like, uh, oh, remember that party? <laughs> so oh no. We wanted to avoid that because there was like a, a, even just like a 30% chance to rain But, um, I'm just looking through the chat. You wanted to go first today, man. I feel bad. Now I'm just reading in the chat here. I hope, uh, no, fine. Up, I'm just, on,
5: I'm just, on visiting. I have a wedding coming up. I have to go not today, but I'm visiting friends. So I just wanted to go ahead and get all that handled. Then oh, the thing you can play.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Well, so, sorry for holding you up. But, oh yeah, uh, sorry about that.
2: I no, that's fine. You guys
5: are oh, good.
1: <laughs> that. Yeah. Um yeah, what do you got for us today, man? We'll make it we'll Um
5: make it- talking about the see, that's the thing, that stuff in the Monero space moves so fast. I'm talking about the um magic grants, EAE and churning funding. Like okay. we literally talked yeah. to the chat about Monday about it, and like by the time like it got funded like it's Friday. Healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we still have some good stuff to cover, but it's already funded, and I don't know if they accept overfunding, but this issue has already been addressed. Not addressed, but it's been funded. So I'm just right. gonna talk about what, what got funded and why it got funded. Yeah. But yeah, so, um pretty much there's some really cool Monero research. There's this, um basically this not-for-profit run, I believe Justin from CakeWallet runs it with Devrick, I believe is her name. And there's probably other people in the background. Pretty much they're a not-for-profit that accepts donations to fix certain specific issues in different cryptocurrencies a lot of the work is in monero i know they do some stuff in firo i think they have an oxen fund up right now to help all those projects and they pretty much offer like a different way to monero's decentralized anonymous funding mechanism and there's some you know benefits to that and downsides but that's pretty much like for another video but today or this week there was a big research to defeat an EAE attack and analyze the effectiveness of churning procedures. So I'm going to go over pretty much what an EAE attack even is, what churning is, and how this, this um, research will hopefully make Monero even that much more private and really um, secure. And then just to give you a background on EAE, like what it is, this is um, Isthmus, which is a Mr. Monero research lab researcher, and they are quoted saying, I think that the EAE attack is one of Monero's biggest practical attack services currently. I see value in quant quantification plus real world data for best practices. And like I said, EAE attack has been around for a while. Don't be worried, it, it says one of the biggest practical attack services doesn't mean that it is that you can actually track Monero or anything like that. It's just it's the weakest link in the very strong chain that is Monero. So what is it in EAE attack, you might be asking? And it stands for Eve Alice Eve Attack. And I don't want to get too much into the weeds. So I'm trying to always, always balance that um, approachability without being like super like boring and technical. But if you don't if you know anything about Monero, if you watched any of you in the past, <laughs> um, basically Monero hides the sender by basically taking all the inputs here and mixing them together. So let's say this orange one is your I want to buy some coffee from Doug and Gr- Gratuitous. I would send a transaction, but that transaction would get bundled with all these orange decoy spins also, and they get pretty much—you can think of it like—they get mixed in. If you're familiar with like um, Bitcoin mixing, if you have a background in Bitcoin mixing, it's basically Monero is basically non-interactive um, mixing, which is this big paper written by some um, like rain and, and other people back in like RingCT was like 2016, but it's really cool stuff. Uh, but non-interactive mixing, and so you have the real spin here in the orange one. And I think right now we're at 16, oh 15 decoy spins. I think Seraphis wants to take it up to like 240, which is like mind boggling, right? We're at 16 right now. Seraphis is gonna, hopefully going to take it up to like 200 and 200 of something. Really cool stuff. But basically like, so when you send a transaction, I can show you on the Monero blockchain right now. Well, you think of this in this way. We'll go back here. On the block explorer, you have this, this is a block explorer from local Monero. On the left, you have the input transactions. So you see all of these. These are 16 right here. And we, as an outsider, don't know which one is the real one. The only one, the only person who knows who the real one is, is the person who sent the transaction and the person who received the transaction, right? This is cryptographically secure, ring signatures, how Monero works as a basis. So we can send a transaction. Once again, we have here, we have the possible 16 inputs that could be used. And we have the uh, two addresses here. And a really cool interesting thing is one of these addresses might be fake, actually. Because Monero actually pads all transactions to have at least two output addresses. So even one of the addresses might be fake, might be a dummy one, but all of these, the real spin is somewhere in here, and the real address is also somewhere in here also. So I want you to get that through make that pretty much simpler. Let's go back to this analogy. So when you think about Monero, how Monero privacy, very, very basic way, the way it works is, is that you have 16 forking paths in, in every transaction or more. Like one of these paths on this screen is correct. One of these is the, the real outspin, the output. We don't know which one. Cryptographically, we cannot determine which which is which, right? So that's the basis of Monero. Try to make it as simple as possible. But now that we understand the basics of how Monero works, let's go into what an Eve Alice Eve attack actually is. And basically an, another name for an Eve Alice Eve attack is going to be the poison out, poison output attack. And what happens with a poison output attack? Let's say you are, you're in a country where selling Bibles is illegal, right? So you're, you're a legal Bible seller. So a government would come to, if they want to perform a poison output or even, even attack with you, what they would do is they would buy Bibles from you and track those inputs across the chain until you, um, encounter a KYC service, essentially. So you see here, Eve spends some money here. She, they're the one, um, attacking them. Eve can be thought of as a government or some person trying to spy on this, uh, seller. And this transaction works its way across the blockchain. And if Alice eventually spins at a, you say, let's say you use something like Kraken, which is a KYC service, right? That output will get shown on the trans, on the blockchain as being spent there. But that's just one transaction. That's not enough to, like, that's not enough to actually be able to prove that you are Alice, you are the illegal buyer seller, right? So what they do is they do a ton of transactions with you, right? Because one isn't enough, but if they do like, you know, let's do 100, 200, 300 transactions with you, their chances of being correct go up, right? There's there's all these forking paths and some of them are real, but the chance of them being correct go up. Is there any question? that I'm going too fast? <laughs> no, it's good, it's good. Right, but you, you're you never going to re- reach a 100%. I, I know for a fact that, Alice is this, this Bible seller. You will never, ever, ever, ever get that. So that, so it's not like you're getting like, maybe you're moving from like 1% accuracy to like 3, 5, 6%, right? We don't know because you aren't, chain analysis companies aren't like public when they prosecute someone with their math and stuff, which...
1: Right. It's, it's always probabilistic. You're not determined. Always, right. Patterns, you're not deterministic.
5: Yeah, you're never, ever, ever going to get deterministic. Um, Unless you literally break into someone's house and, and cash them on their computer, logged into their wallet, you're never going to cryptographically know for sure what which outputs go where. And and the really big... I don't know what something that Artie Mind talks about is how it's like, they're basically prosecuting people, these chain analysis companies, they're prosecuting people without like on a 5% probability with no math behind it they're not public with their math so we don't know what that boundary is but it's really messed up stuff but essentially that's what the eve as eve attack is i just want to keep i don't want to make it a little more simpler and you can think of a narrow as having all these forking paths each transaction has at least 16 and when you compound that across the whole chain right you get on hundreds of possible transaction paths and only one of them is actually real and you don't know which one is real, but you can get closer to the real one by just sending a ton of transactions, right? So if I do a ton of transactions with this illegal Bible seller, I will increase my chances of being correct, but I won't—I will never hit like 100%. And I—I I don't want to be—I'm not a statistician. This is more a number, a question for Rucknum. But like, I haven't seen any hard data on they can actually get like above six, you know, five percent accuracy, which is like basically that point you're just randomly getting. right? <laughs> I haven't seen any any data that shows people can get any better than just random, randomly guessing, but like, I, once again, I'm not a statistician, I'd be a better question for someone like Rucknum or Serang. So basically, now that we know what EAU Tech is, now that we know it's Monero's weakest link in his very strong privacy chain, um, Sereng was actually, um, I guess contracted? Or is working with Magic Grants, so and he got funded, I believe, for $27,000? I believe something like that, which is like crazy, and it got raised in, I believe, less than a, around a week maybe, so, Monero people are awesome, and basically, some rings is going to research how to fix it. But if you're asking, how do I avoid EAE attack? How bad is it? You should not be worried. Once again, it's all probabilistic, and I haven't seen any data. There isn't no one got arrested or got busted, as far as we know, with EAE attack. So short term, just don't use KYC, right? As Doug said, something like use something like local Monero with a non KYC exchange, because even if they do do a ton of transaction with you, if you never touch a KYC um, service. They don't know who you are, right? So it's it, like you can't really track someone without KYC. They, they they would just have a bunch of transactions and random addresses. So, a long term, so hopefully, Suraing's research that got funded just now will hopefully help reduce this issue, give us more insight into this issue. And super super long term, as all answer is always move away from ring SIG or maybe maybe get bigger ring sizes. Like I don't know if it's going for like two hundred and 50-something, like, that's still up in the air. They haven't decided yet, but, like, 16, 250, you're going to get some major, major privacy degrees. <laughs> Are there um, any questions about EAE attacks? So there's also there's another portion of this, which is, like, churning. We're going to go over it right now. I want to make sure we got EAE attacks pretty well covered.
1: Oh, I think it's great. I think the one thing to point out is, you already did, but just reiterate for those who aren't, you know, watch this stuff as closely as we do, and somebody's hearing this right now, like, oh my god, you can do an EAE it's it's you know, this is one component of Monero, right? So there's there's three basic pillars mm-hmm. to Monero's privacy. The stealth addresses, the confidential transactions, and the rank security. The stealth addresses hide the receiver and there there's no known attack for that confidential transactions hide the amount there's no known attack for that they're, they're both pure in encryption methods it's just the ring signature where we see this potential weakness and this one type of attack where it's not like a dragnet surveillance that can be done to to kind of um reveal who the senders are Uh, It's where if somebody was pinpointed and somebody with a lot of resources was going after them to try to, you know, uh, make a determination of what Monero they they own and sent. And in some scenario where they put enough resources to it. Uh, which you, which you outline, you know, uh, somebody selling, you know, some vendor who's selling something, uh, they would need to make, uh, I guess a lot of, a lot of transactions on one end, and then they would also have to be in cahoots with the, with the KYC, mm-hmm. uh, uh, end of things, right? With the, with the exchange. So, like a government would be an example, right? So they're attacking you on one end, trying to get this data, and then they're in cahoots with the exchange, and then they, they, they cross-reference and could, even then, it's still probabilistically say, wait, we think this might be you. Uh, these Monero might have come from that guy, that same guy who ended up at this KYC. And like you said, uh, not using KYC is one solution, um, but the I guess the other, which you're about to get into, is is the the mixing your coins along the way, mm-hmm. right? So, not, so even so, if you are this this one person who you think you may be pinpointed if he's this one reason uh, for in this one scenario, uh, you may be a potential victim of an EAE attack. There are things you can do and probably the best thing, I guess, would be to, to move your coins and mix your coins, right?
5: Yeah. And honestly, I, I haven't come across an actual, like, if running an EAE attack sounds so complicated, I, I would think that the government would just get a warrant for your house and come, like, arrest you, right? Cause if, if they suspect you and you're on a KYC exchange, like, uh, am I going to sit down and actually buy, like, a hundred things from this person? I'm just probably just going to, like, get a warrant. <laughs> you know, so it's just like, if you, you're not going to, the, the, the issue is the KYC exchange, not, Monero or anything like that specifically, but yeah, I don't, I haven't seen come across any indictment or any government paper that's shown they actually went through this whole elaborate process. They usually go like, well, this guy bought something on darknet, used Bitcoin, went to an exchange, we got his name, we. And we raid his house and found
1: this would be a scenario where, the, you know, I guess there's a dark net vendor accepting mm-hmm. Monero, right? And then is attacked by a state actor where they're trying to reveal their identity, and the Monero vendor isn't too uh, isn't too savvy, and they're accepting yeah. a lot, making lots of transactions with this attacker, and then they just turn around directly without, you know doing any hops in between and just send their Monero, all their Monero received directly to a KYC exchange to unload it. Um, you know, so once again, I, but, but, I, but I'm not surprised if there would be some vendor who could potentially get stuck in that scenario because they're not taking any additional steps. So it's, it's important to get the information out there. Monero yeah. is just trying to be overly honest about things, mm-hmm. uh, about what our flaws are. And that's why, we constantly talk about the, rather than shovel, you know, sweeping it under the rug, uh, continue to talk about it with the hopes of fixing it, which is appears to be the 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 direction we're moving in with this uh, funding request here for for Sarang.
5: Yeah, like I said, if if you're that person that um Doug was talking about earlier, who's like somehow skilled enough to be a dark web vendor but doesn't understand, you just don't go straight to an exchange. Like please, <laughs> please, I, I don't know who you drug, are. <laughs> But, but please, whatever, you, I, guess I I was with you, I'm like, yeah, I don't know who, I've never met a person who's that technical, but also does like, just like terrible OPSEC. I don't, I don't know, but that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's get into churning, which hope is hopefully going to give us some more information about if this helps fix this EAE attack or I guess not fix. It's not really broken, but reduce the effectiveness. And the, the big question is that communities have for a while is churning, which is basically you take your, if if you can think of every transaction as a big um mixer, so you 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 would just do a ton of transactions which would mix your coins up. And there hasn't been any solid research on if churning is good or bad, but that was the second half of this grant. So the first grant was to see research EAE attack, get more some more data on it. And the second half was like, oh, maybe churning could be something that could help prevent the EAE attack, or at least like make it well, not prevent it, once again, it's not Really practical, but make it super, super even more impractical. And what is churning, you might ask? Um, like basically, you can think of a, a narrow transaction as a big mixer. You have your real input somewhere in, it, in this stack here, and then you have um, 15 other transactions right now. Serif is upgraded to like 200 plus, so massive number. And then one of these addresses is actually the real one. So it's a mixer. So you would just do a ton of these transactions, which will basically mix your coins up even, even more right, which will make it so much harder even tracking than it is now. Maybe, which is like, because there's some good good things and bad things about it. Mixing is always good for privacy, right? But the one bad thing about mixing is if you do it poorly, you can actually fingerprint yourself. Let's say you're like some dev guy. And you're like, all right, I'm going to program my wallet to mix my coins every 15 blocks for 10 blocks, right? And you write you write a little Python script that does that. That would actually be terrible because you would be fingerprinting yourself.
1: Um. It's somebody else who we, we have to get on the show. We'll have to do a Monero talk with him. Yeah. Uh, so
5: while we
2: still have him in here, let's go ahead and get, uh, let's get Comrade Blinn in. let's go to the guest segment. Yes. Uh, since he has to run him just a little bit. Let's get him up.
0: The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android 2. Cake Wallet is open source and you always control your own keys.
6: Hey. Hello, hey! hello!
2: How are you? How are you
6: doing? Uh, I'm good, thank you. How are Sorry you too? Sorry, took
2: a while to get you on here. Uh, yeah. Hey, well, I, it's
1: it's okay. Good. Yeah, apologize. Thanks. for waiting around. Uh, <laughs> what's going on, comrade?
6: Um, so uh, as you know, I came here to talk about uh, the Monaro subscription slots. Mm-hmm. So let's do that, shall we? Yep. Um, for, uh, first of all, uh, I want to introduce myself. Uh, I'm Gergay. Uh, pronounced George. Uh, and from Hungary, being 15 years old, um, I joined Crypto about two years ago, uh, programming brought me in. And, yeah, so selfishness uh
1: You're 15 years old? Yes. How did you, uh, you find your way to Monero? Why, why are you working on Monero stuff?
6: Um, so, as I told you earlier, uh, programming brought me in. I started programming about nine And uh, there was a Minecraft server actually uh, that we did uh, with friends, but didn't really work out. But the VPS for that uh, had uh, time left uh, from the sub, so we started mining on it, uh, especially Monero. Mm. Uh, hmm. And after that expired, a few years passed by, and uh, now with the uh, markets being uh, overly manipulated. I thought to myself, then uh, why not to join Monero because it's harder to manipulate as it's uh, not public, no public addresses, and uh, it's getting banned from exchanges, so no more exchanges can manipulate it.
1: Awesome. I just, it's exciting to see new people finding Monero and uh, <laughs> somebody as young as yourself.
6: Is he the uh, youngest
2: person you've had on the show so far?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah.
6: Well, I'm glad. It's
1: Awesome. Monero's cool among uh, 15-year-olds. That's that's good to know. <laughs> it, it, it's it's interesting. So you were you were mining it. You found it through Minecraft, essentially. Is basically.
6: Mm, right? Yeah. Well, that's
1: that, that's amazing. That's great. That's fantastic. Do you think there's there's others that are you know your age or that are discovering?
6: Uh, well. I haven't met too much people, mm-hmm. but I have met a few, like two, three.
1: Yeah, and I, and I guess you started mining Monero because wh- why did you choose Monero for mining? Just because it was you can. Uh, it. Because yeah.
6: it's CPU mineable, uh, first of all, and uh, later le- later I learned that it uh, cannot be mined by ASICs, so the uh, difficulty uh, doesn't increase too much.
1: Yeah, beautiful. I, I love to see this. This is fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and tell us about what you built, what you built for Monero.
6: So, uh, what is Subscriptions Wallet? Uh, it's basically a Monero smart contract. Uh, I mean, a program, as we know, smart contracts uh, don't exist in Monero on the blockchain level. Uh, it helps people donate or pay uh, just like on Patreon uh, or in online service. Uh, its main function is to help Monero get adopted faster. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, no, I didn't mention it, sorry, uh, I'm one of Luke help- Luke's helpers. Uh, we are talking on Discord too, not just uh, creating pull requests on his GitHub. Uh, and I joined because I'm a Linux user uh, and I have Python experience. He was looking for Linux testers uh, and I thought to myself, why not? Uh, my main part uh, in this software is fixing bugs uh, and functions, but from now on, I will focus more on adding new features. So Luke can, Luke can focus on his own projects like, uh, airreplybot.com. Uh, how does it work and, uh, how can vendors use this, uh, to set up a subscription? Basically how it works is it generates a new wallet, uh, or you paste your keys in the keystore file, uh, that it uses, uh, for the CLI, uh, Monero wallet. Uh and uh it opens a GUI uh where you can set up time based payments for which you need to have the wallet open uh so the payments can be paid by the software. For vendors we will make a Monero business wallet, which is what we are focusing on right now. So both software's uh, are usual as beta, uh then they will be equally updated.
1: Uh so yeah, I wanna make I wanna make sure I understand this. So from a from a um it's really Really, right now, currently, the product is for a customer we can set this up where
6: uh, yeah the the is what uh, is specifically customer based
1: yes we and are that's... starting
6: on working on the business side, yes
1: okay, and so what what's the solute, what will be the potentials for the business side for a vendor what, what what's uh,
6: so for the payment IDs uh, that that's why we are using integrated addresses because then we can assign a payment ID uh as, as uh sub addresses don't support that. Uh for the business side there will be a q- QR code as well. Uh and there will really be a config panel like thing, uh, just like uh, on Tox, uh, Tox's website where I ca- where you can make the uh the address looking thing that uh you can put in the sub in the subscription slot so you can generate the uh, payments on the vendor side so your customers don't have to generate uh, it for them.
1: Okay. And the customer would still have to obviously be using this subscriptions wallet, right, for it to work?
6: Yes. It's suggested to open it every one or two days just so the payments can be paid.
1: Cool, cool. And, and I, I guess big vision is uh, tying this into existing wallets as well, right? So obviously... Uh, you know, you're talking about right now. It's through the, through the client, but you know, one day maybe I'm opening my Venereju or or Cake wallet and uh,
6: yes, actually I've talked about talked about that with Luke. Uh, we might uh message them and uh, say, hey, you could int- uh, introduce this into your wallet But uh, as they don't use Python, we will, we would have to port it to, for example, a JavaScript node, especially.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Tuxudo, I know. I know you uh, came up with some questions. You got anything you want to throw at him?
2: no, that was that was pretty much the gist of it. Um, but um, yeah, what he mentioned earlier. Um, uh, let me see if I can show this uh, to give some context. See if it'll actually work. <laughs> uh, so, um, so this is the Monero subscription code generator he mentioned, uh, where it lets you just like put in all the information, uh, like you can put it in a name, such wallet what it's based on and then the billing cycle price and a payment ID and the start date and how many days in that billing cycle. And you generate that and it gives you the specific code that you put in the, uh, the local software here, uh, that you download. This is like a, an app you run on the desktop. Um, -hmm. put that in here. And this is for like vendors basically to generate a code that they can give to you and you can put in here and that can create the, uh, the auto auto paying subscription, which is pretty cool. Uh, Yes. If I got that correctly. Yes, right? so we
6: will port that into the business wallet site. And what I forgot to mention is that uh, we introduced a sweep wallet function into the subscriptions wallet. So users can now uh, send all the funds without uh, having to type the amounts uh, to another wallet. And for the business, we are thinking uh, of making a wallet to call wallet sent with just one button. So you store the callablet, uh, um, address in a txt file or config.json, or you enter it, uh, in the, uh, application and it, uh, sends, uh, the funds to callablets either in form of, form of XMR or, uh, in form of USDT using Site API, uh, upon daily basis, for example, or basis that you set it on to send it. Uh, soon, we will make the binaries available for uh, all Linux, MacOS, and Windows, so people don't have to uh, download the source code themselves and run Python, or install Python, that way they wanted to install it. And uh, we might be able to include the CLI wallet too, but uh, we are working at that. Nice. that's super Great. awesome I don't think anyone's done
2: something like this but
1: yeah as far as I know it's yeah. super unique very cool very cool how many how many people are working on this I know you're, uh you're, you're currently
6: well. three of us so Luke uh myself and a guy named good guy uh 140, uh who couldn't come suddenly
1: very cool man very cool um is there any any other Monero related uh, projects you're you're delving into, or this is what
6: uh, you We've talked about a Monero based eBay with uh, Luke, but uh, we are not sure uh, on that yet.
1: Okay, awesome. This is this is beautiful. I love I love seeing this. Are you are you coming to MoneroCon by any chance? Is that, I know you said I think you said you're you're located in in Hungary.
6: Uh, yeah, sadly not. I, I can't make it.
1: Okay. We should, we should, you know, I think you've earned a scholarship to to MoneroCon. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be time. glad
6: if, if I could go.
1: Yeah, would be awesome. Um, thank you so much, Comrade. Anything else you want to bring bring up? I'd uh, love to have maybe could have you and Luke on a on a Monero talk. We could do a whole show on the stuff you're working on. Uh,
6: not anything more currently, but uh, I will keep you guys updated.
1: All right, comrade. Awesome. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Sure.
6: Of course. See you guys. That's some awesome stuff. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Awesome.
2: Yeah. You guys can. Uh, should I should I link that somewhere? Uh, the the GitHub page for that. Should I put that in the description or something?
1: Yeah. 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 In general, I, you know, anything, any links we talk about, news and stuff, should throw in the show notes.
2: Awesome. We'll do that.
1: Have you been doing that? We do that, right? We do that with the news. Do we throw the?
2: Yeah. The yep. Okay. Yep.
1: Uh, sweet. We have our our night. We have two two guests this week. Yeah, we do. We have. have uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Libertad, right? We're gonna we're gonna bring him up. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Oh, wait. Did you? The guest segment again. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. One sec. Oh,
3: okay, all right. We gotta we
1: gotta let's give do you a it. proper proper intro.
0: The Mineratopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet Store. Send, receive, and exchange of Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys.
1: All right, I just want to make sure we give you a, pr- a proper introduction there. What's going on, guys?
7: Okay, hey, uh, my name is Helen. Uh, I'm trying to help Alessandro to explain some some about the Club of Libertà. I'm not a translator. I'm just a student. Uh, have uh, English, a little of English, uh, so I try to help here to, to explain how about the club.
8: All right. Hi, hi, Douglas. Nice to be on your show. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you.
7: Uh, we are going to explain about this club and how to start and about the trainings and what we 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 want to do with this. Uh, so I I explained that he wrote. Uh, so uh, I started to explain the history about this club and how he uh, started train in this and want to help uh, the club.
8: he he wanted to to explain and
7: uh, wanted to uh, you ask him about uh, the club and how Moneros uh, came back here, digamos how to arrive here in in
1: this town. Yeah, f- first how old what's it, Alex is the name? Alex?
7: Alessandro. Alessandro
1: Alessandro. Alessandro, uh first I guess yeah tell us tell us about the club. What what is this club? Like you know a lot of us aren't you know we're not from Argentina, we're not familiar with what's going on. This is just like a local soccer club for a certain age group? El,
3: el,
8: or
7: football?
8: El, el, viene, okay. Un
7: eh, poco. Sí, explícalo hoy, después de las
8: bueno, eh, nuestro club eh, proviene de la provincia de Formosa, del estado de Formosa, que dentro de la República Argentina, eh, estamos ubicados en la frontera norte de Argentina, ya casi límite con el país de Paraguay. Eh, nosotros, tiempo atrás, mucho tiempo atrás, estamos hablando 50 años atrás, éramos territorio de Paraguay, pero... A Después con bueno, el de los años esto se convirtió en territorio argentino, así que somos argentinos.
7: Okay, eh uh, he explained that uh, we have uh we are uh, in a province, we are in a small town here called Ibarreta. Eh uh, we are very near uh, from Paraguay about eh uh, uh, 300 kilómetros. We are very near to Paraguay, so we have many connections with with them, but we are Argentina a few years ago we 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 are joined with, with them but then about many things uh, in the country we became to argentina
1: <clears throat> okay how how old is are, are the, the players
7: can you repeat please
1: what, what are the ages of the of the people uh, the players on the team
8: Ah, ¿cuántos el ¿Cuántos eh, años el bueno, el promedio de edad de los jugadores es de aproximadamente 26 años, pero tenemos un plantel con jugadores de 18, 19, 20, 21 años y eh, estamos dentro de la Federación del Fútbol Argentino. Eh, fútbol argentino no es un club así aislado ni es un fútbol amateur. Sino que ya es semiprofesional que puede llegar a ser profesional y competir en, en grandes ligas.
7: Uh, we have players and about 18 to 55 years. Uh, we have all the ages. Uh, we are a club that we are associated with AFA, that is a football uh, federation football of Argentina, that is uh, nowadays is the champion of the World Cup. Uh, we are not at uh, club, amateur, we are trying to compete with a uh, uh, professionally. So we, we try to, uh, the, our goal is this, uh, try to play a uh, professionally.
1: Wow. Amazing. So how, how did Monero come into play here? Why did, uh, Alejandro want to add, add Monero to, to the shirts, uh,
8: basically associate? ¿Por qué quieren asociarse con Telde? Bien. Eh, nosotros habíamos redactado un paper contando. Should, uh, bring up the shirt. When yeah. he, uh, let's show the shirt.
1: Go ahead. Sorry. Alejandro, go. Eh, eh, bueno.
8: Nosotros habíamos hecho un escrito acá porque no sabíamos cómo íbamos a, a relacionarnos, interactuar con ustedes. Y había hecho una historia, redactado una historia para que ella, ella lo explique. No sé si quiere. Escucharlo de parte de ella, la explicación que habíamos hecho aquí.
7: We have, uh, we do an a, a essay, we, we, we uh, related about how Monero uh, arrived here. Uh, we have a paper uh, narrate. Uh, I don't know if you want to explain this or uh, you want to ask, ask us.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm just interested in understanding what uh, why Monero? Why Why Alejandro and the team uh, are want to associate themselves with Monero? I'm
8: just curious how this came about. I
7: want to know more because how Monero works.
8: Basically, I started with this in the year 2020 in the world of Bitcoin Monero because during the pandemic I yo no wasn't here in this area. I was in another another province and there, being locked Eh, con un amigo me, me adentró en este en este nuevo mundo y por problema de la pandemia yo no podía ingresar a mi provincia, a mi, a mi lugar y cuando llegó ya entré con todo ese conocimiento eh, si quieres explicarles yo. Uh, we,
7: uh, we started he started with uh, Monero in 2020 that was pandemic uh, he is not in the, in the province because we have a, a Politics of confidence in, in our province that are extremely, we cannot came back to our homes.
8: It was
7: very uh, difficult to have, uh, to came back to our homes. We are in another cities. So, uh, uh, he started to uh, learning and research about how Monero uh, bitcoins Eh, so, I eh, have an interesting and a friend of him eh, teach and explain about Moneros.
8: Llego a vuelvo a mi pueblo en 2021 y el club de mi barrio, del barrio donde yo vivo, eh, estoy a dos cuadras de la, de la cancha de, de Libertad del club. Yo jugaba al fútbol, pero por ir a estudiar de G, y cuando volví al pueblo después de la pandemia en 2021, después de muchos días de cuarentena, estar encerrado, Eh, me, me, me adentré en la idea de volver a jugar al fútbol y pregunté si podía jugar en libertad cuando llego al club estaba deteriorado, muy deteriorado y solamente me dediqué a jugar al fútbol en ese momento y con el correr del tiempo en 2022 eh, se me ocurrió crear eh, el Twitter de libertad con el único fin y objetivo de hacer conocer el club y mostrar los entrenamientos, la interacción con los chicos Si se busca más para atrás en el tiempo de las publicaciones eh, la van a encontrar eh, más la amistad y todo eso.
7: When I came back to my town, eh, eh, when I could eh, enter in my province, eh, I started to play football again eh, in the neighborhood club that is Libertad. Eh, when I arrived in this club, eh, it was in awful conditions eh, about the confinement because in the pandemic we couldn't do anything to to have in condition the stadium, so uh, I started to uh, I make an account in Twitter about Libertad, and I showed the trainments and show um, uh, how we we started to repair the stadium, um, and we have photos in in
8: 2021.
7: We started to here we started to train again and put in conditions in the stadium for. Start to, to have a tener un buen
8: Aquí cómo llega la historia de Monero eh, y libertad. Bueno, eh, aquí comenzó un furor durante la pandemia hacia adelante con las apuestas deportivas. Acá en Argentina existe una regulación de cada estado para para eso para ese mecanismo de apuesta deportiva. Los chicos, tanto nuestros jugadores como la mayoría de los pueblos, incluso en nuestro, las ciudades, apostaban, pero el estado provincial eh, cortó, le prohibió el uso del, dio de baja las páginas de apuestas deportivas y no se podía apostar. Y había una demanda generalizada de eso, entonces yo le dije, muchachos, vamos a juntarnos, yo les voy a explicar cómo pueden hacer para poder apostar y poder ganar.
7: Eh, Hout, Monero, Libertad, eh, Joint. Uh, One day, uh, we started to uh, I I started to explain the players how we can uh, make money about Monero uh, because they they wanted to they they play in casino online in local casino casino online.
8: Eh, no, no, primero que se veían imposibilitados de poder ah, apostar.
7: Can, eh, beat, eh, in this casino has been forbidden in the province and in the country. Eh, so I I started to explain them how we can use Monero in this casino online eh, ah. charging in, in this show, charging credits eh,
8: in Monero. Al tener al tener chicos jóvenes y que les encantaba apostar eran eran como cajeros en el sistema tradicional de apuestas eh, online que se cagaban a través de fichas, intercambiaban por moneda fiat de pesos argentinos o do, en dólar en, en dólar también, en dólares y se les terminó, se les terminó y aparecí yo enseñándoles a usar Monero eh, más que nada para que puedan depositar, yo hice la primera inyección de Monero en K-Wallet y a través de ahí le empecé a cargar a las a las cuentas en la casa de apuestas eh, no sé si puedo decir el nombre que es eh, One Xbet, es una casa de apuestas rusa que pide que hice pide re, pide reconocimiento facial pero no hace falta solamente para números telefónicos y esas cosas pero era el único medio que tenían la los chicos que le gustaba apostar más del club y las otras gente para que puedan cargar saldo en Monero, apostar y poder retirar.
7: The guys were very interesting in the casinos, uh, so he started to explain how we use Monero to to have credits and return uh, balance money. Uh, they are very interesting, so they have a course about three-hour intents to, to try to understand how Monero uh, introduced in this wallet about in, he he in, he based on K-Wallet that eh, is, is more easy for him to explain the guys eh, how, how they can eh, recharge and, eh, and take out the reminders.
8: Para poder cargar saldo, en, sal, saldo y retirar en la casa mm-hmm. de apuestas. Sí. Eh, bueno, yo podría haber elegido Bitcoin, eh, podría haber enseñado Bitcoin a través de Lightning Network eh, más fácil porque aquí en Argentina las plataformas, eh, hay muchas fintechs, muchas empresas, compañías y bancos que permiten el el uso de de Bitcoin, Ethereum, eh, USDT, eh, DAI, etcétera. Pero eran una rampa centralizada y estaba eh, dentro del control del Estado y los chicos podían quedar eso, podían quedar trazados de punta a punta. Mucho más con las casas puestas deportivas extranjeras que están prohibidas. Podrían usar, eh, podrías haberle enseñado Bitcoin, pero no
7: eh, elegimos Monero. El. Can use Bitcoin, but I choose Monero because. Mm-hmm.
8: Podría haber, eh, era la, lo que más se usa acá en Argentina. Bitcoin. Eh,
7: Bitcoin is more the. Las
8: plataformas Bitcoin, digitales. Eh, the,
7: the people use more Bitcoin. Monero is not very. No es lo más usado. Is not more they use. Eh, the people use. Por pues las
8: empresas. Because
7: de, the, las the companies. eh
8: las compañías mm-hmm. bancarias.
7: De Bank Company eh, eh, eh,
8: Crypto- eh. eh entonces agarré y les enseñé a so, crear un grupo de liquidez. So
7: eh, I enseñé the guys to make, make El, a make a grupo group. liquidez, eh, so they they can
8: de monero contra pesos argentinos
7: de monero with eh, pesos argentinos
8: básicamente es agarrar y creamos un grupo de whatsapp entre los chicos del club primero que nada que eran cinco o seis chicos del club que querían apostar yo les enseño la forma de usar monero en cake wallet ellos de cake se lo pasaban a la al casino y ahí apostaban y retiraban de nuevo hacia cake ...por la política que tenía la Casa de Apuestas. Um,
1: Andrés, if you're out there, I think I see you in the comments. Uh, jump on stage if you can. Oh, wait, he is there. I'm going to add him to the... Oh, Andrés, yeah. if you don't mind, i just add his history. Hey, you're on camera. Andres. Hello. Uh, can He's you hear me? Does it work? Yeah, can, can you... I just want to make sure I'm fully understanding the story because it sounds pretty pretty amazing. First of all, mm-hmm. how- how old is Alejandro? He's fifteen.
9: How old is he? How can yeah. you repeat? How how old? What how old I'm I'm fifteen. I'm twenty two. Uh,
7: twenty eight, and he twenty five.
1: Okay, twenty five. And uh, the the soccer team. I was trying to get an understand. So this is for like one one team that he's trying to do this for. For yes yes yes. Explain. You were listening in. I, 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 I want to understand the uh, what's yeah. going on. I,
9: I, I was listening in, uh, but I was trying to make the camera work, um, <laughs> so I missed a bit of the of the nuances. Okay. I, I just, I
8: just. Tengo uno, way, tengo, I tengo uno de los donantes aquí. Eh? Uno de los donantes.
7: He is one of the donators about this in the club. He is one more. of the I'm Getting
9: the name. The name on the popular. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh just as a just as a a, as a quick note. Um here we in Argentina we make very uh weird and cumbersome money <laughs> workarounds because we have restrictions all the time, right? So uh, I, I can ask a couple of questions to get it right and then trying to explain it back to you. Yeah, want well, I, I heard a few but, things that were interesting. It's, it's yeah, up, it's the, steady, basically steady to... basically the setup yeah. is that uh they have a lot of young people, young guys, mm-hmm. underage. There are some. Some of them are football players, um, and they wanted to bet on soccer bets, right? Mm-hmm. But the the law in the province of, of Formosa uh, doesn't allow for underage official betting on sports. Mm-hmm. So far so good. Of yeah, yeah, reasons, yeah, yes. Right? Okay. <laughs> right. So the workaround. The workaround is through. Um, foreign online bet house uh, that is called, how is it called?
7: OneXBet. OneXBet,
9: one OneXBet, right? That I I got from them. That is Russian. It's based in Russia. Yes. Yes. And and they're also using cake for monero, right? So exactly. the the way that it works is that the just one question. The la casa de apuestas de OneXBet
8: te deja entrar y salir con monero? Exactamente, funciona funciona de la siguiente manera. Uh-huh. Eh, vos depositás Monero y para retirar las ganancias el el medio de retiro tiene que ser por el medio de ingreso, es la única forma. Así sí, para así todo que, tenés que sí, o sí, o sí entrar y salir con Monero. Exactamente, así como también puedes entrar y salir con plataformas centralizadas como IRTM, eh, Astropag, sí, AstroPay. Sí, Pero con, no podés en este caso porque vos entrás con monero, tenés que salir con monero sí o sí. Con monero solamente Bien. y eso lo que te permite es que vos podés hacer el que en en, en bueno, sí. Um, y otra la apuesta la
9: haces adentro de la plataforma.
8: Exactamente. dentro okay. de One X.
9: So, the thing works like this. That platform only allows you without a bit of KYC, just the, the phone number. Okay, mm. okay right? Just only the phone number. Nah, it's mm-hmm. Russian. So, um, but the condition is that you have to go in and out of the platform with the same medium of exchange. So basically, if you go in with Monero, you have to go out with Monero. Okay. Para okay. aclarar, para aclarar,
8: para registrarte en 1XB, en one xbet no necesitas número de teléfono. No even cell phone. Se lo puede hacer con un correo electrónico solamente y no necesitas dar tus datos personales te los piden, pero la trampa es para que vos puedas tener un obtener un bono en el primer depósito. Okay, okay, okay. O rechazas el bono y sos libre. This is very Argentinian. Okay,
9: it's a mixture of Argentinian and Russian, which is like, I love it. It's like, it's like the dark market is the dark
1: market ever. It's just beautiful that he found his. Here, another example, he organically found his way to Monero. Life
9: finds a way. It's just like in the well, traffic
1: park. Well, they so, wait, to explain, but, so they're, they're using this, they're using this online, Russian online exchange yes. to do essentially sports betting, uh, local, local sports betting. Like they're doing for yes. their local teams. They're using but, for the local team. Okay. Okay. And, como, como and he's convinced his, his, his network to use Monero for purposes of, uh, using this online exchange, so they're sending Monero. the yes. Exchange. Okay. So
9: the trick is that they need—I mean, they only ask for KYC if you want a plus, like a like a bonus, right? Sorry, but if you don't, you are just right with with just an email account. So mm-hmm. what they're doing is just sending Monero to the platform, making making the bets in the platform, and then getting out of the platform with Monero as well, because it's the same uh, medium of exchange that they use when they got in, got it. right? So. So far, so good. And the reason, if I did understand wrong, uh, that the, uh, the, he suggested to use Monero instead of Bitcoin, because it's also something that is, of course, accepted in the platform, and it yes. would have made it a lot easier because Bitcoin is more well known here. Yes. It's because he was afraid, and rightly so, about KYC. Ah, uh, okay. So, good. if you are forcing me to not only go in, but also getting out with the same currency, after I win a bet, they better use Monero and not Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is traceable. Smart, smart that was gas. his reasoning, right? Yes. Para... I, think, agregar I, think, I think that that's how far we got so far. <laughs> <laughs> para,
8: para, para, agregar, para agregar, o sea, y se preguntarán cómo los chicos eh, llegan a tener los pesos. En su momento, cuando yo comen, cuando comencé esto, los chicos me
9: how come how how the the players or the kids do to get from to Argentinian pesos again?
1: Yes, how's that happening?
8: Bien, esto había comenzado con cuatro o cinco jugadores del club, de entre los cuales había uno, uno que era cajero en el sistema que el Estado Provincial acá había bloqueado el casino que se cargaba a través de fichas nada más y hacía un peer to peer con pesos argentinos a través de transferencias o efectivo acá en todos los pueblos locales. Tenía muchos usuarios, un chico, un jugador de, de mi club. Ok, para, para, para. Sin prender fuego a nadie. Para. Wait,
9: wait. This is, this, is, this gets get way better. A ver, so, eh, perdón. ¿Usaban el casino? O sea, ¿de qué manera usaban el casino? ¿Para hacer el peer-to-peer
8: nada más? No, 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 no. Había una plataforma. Un an- casino antes local, de, me decís. Antes de que llegue lo eh, yo con 1XBet a enseñarles, es usado ah, en otras okay. plataformas. Todo el pueblo y las ciudades aledañas aquí se sigue usando en otras en otros en otras provincias, pero aquí no se puede. Es una plataforma. Una del, del la, provincial, es una plataforma de apuestas online, pero provincial. No, no, no. Es un, es un software que cada uno, o sea, cada cual tiene, que puede aparecer. Para, para entender esto, cada provincia mm. es, tiene independencia. En aceptar o no casas de apuestas deportivas. Cada una tiene su mm. propia regulación. En Buenos Aires es legal las apuestas hoy en día y mm. es un boom tremendo. Bueno, nuestra provincia no está permitido y bloquearon todo tipo de casa de apuestas eh, locales. Entonces, ah, okay, okay. pasó eso.
9: Wait, pasó. wait, wait. The province, at the provincial level, what they did is that they block or basically forbid any local betting house. There was a system before that mm-hmm. was local and allowed for online bets for people. And due to regulations, they, they banned any possibility that they, that they
8: use a local one. They, they don't even exist. That's llegué, what they yo esta, llegué yo con esta alternativa. Se la enseño a los chicos. Y ellos no es que aprendieron Monero en sí, mm-hmm. sino que aprendieron a usar eh, rápidamente la wallet como sistema de transferencia, pegar la dirección de depósito y. Eh, depositaron a Kibet, ese saldo se lo reflejaban pesos dentro de la aplicación de apuestas de Y mm-hmm. después lo mismo, ponían el importe en pesos que ganaban y el saldo se lo reflejaba en Monero, dentro de K-Wallet. Ahora, dentro de qué quedaban ahí. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yo decía, bueno, y acá, ¿cómo, wait, cómo yo so les
9: hago un tiempo? So people don't, don't lose struggle of the whole thing. Uh, the good thing about the expert stuff is that they show them the bets and the amounts that they win in pesos, right? So they don't kind of uh, once he he teach them how to send and receive Monero back with the addresses and all that. They basically they see everything in pesos all the time because they see the bets in pesos and the earnings in pesos. Mm-hmm. And for them, Monero was so far just a, just a, like a technology, not not like a currency mm-hmm. in a way. But now it comes the part when they have the pesos
8: back in K Wallet. So, que entonces eh, yo les dije muchachos ahora aprendieron a hacer esto ahora van a aprender a transferirse directamente entre dentro de la dentro de la billetera de cake y lo que van a tener se van a tener que transferir el monero armar un grupo de liquidez en whatsapp que diga ¿no? ya que uno de los chicos era el que más usuario tenía uh-huh. Y dije, agregalo al grupo, vamos a hacer una videocaptura de pantalla sobre cómo cargar saldo, cómo cómo crearse, cómo registrarse en CAKE, guardar las semillas y cómo funciona para enviar y pegar y copiar y hacer.
9: ¿Y uno solo ¿Y de ellos, el que tenía más movimiento, es
8: el que le daba liquidez a los demás si quería irse en pesos? Él era como la segunda alternativa. El grupo era abierto para todos. Si alguno diga decía, yo necesito saldo en 1xBet", un uno le cargaba, Le pedía la dirección y el otro le pasaba yeah. por transferencia bancaria yeah. o efectivo si estaba cerca, pero normalmente se mueven con transferencia bancaria por, por afuera.
9: Okay, what he teach, well, what what he teach everybody else is to just basically use Monero, right? How to send, how to receive between them, so a bit of liquidity starts happening naturally in the group of, of people betting and using Monero to use the 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 one X bet, right? And one of them was the one, the, which was the user with most uh, trades, so to speak, or with more liquidity on the expert side, uh, under his command, started a WhatsApp group because WhatsApp here is absolutely king. Yes. Um, as you may have noticed in Mexico. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, started a liquidity group in WhatsApp where everybody, and it's even open. So if, even if you are not part of the original betting group, so to speak, you mm-hmm. go to Formosa and you can use the the WhatsApp basically, and uh, he was like the liquidity provider for, um, for um, how do you say um, for credits inside the the betting platform. Uh, and On okay. the other side of the trade, you could even do a bank transfer.
1: Okay, so 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 people are they're, they're using Monero to go in and out of this uh, um yes online gambling site. But then they're also on WhatsApp and they're trading Monero for credits to this gambling website. Yes. (laughs) Or back to pesos. Oh, or back to which is fence. So some, so some people there are basically like a local Monero, their own little like. It's a
9: a whatsapp power local Monero based on trust. And That's probably acid. I don't know knives. If bueno, <laughs> uh, you, you must be BK or something. How, how it's many, a small community, so it's probably, how many people like, are in this group? How many people are in the, uh, the yeah. WhatsApp
8: group? How many people are in the
3: WhatsApp
9: group? How many members are there
8: in the WhatsApp group? How many members are there in the WhatsApp group? How many people are there in the WhatsApp group? And I asked Omar, our player, he's 20 years old. He's the one who is more experienced. Para hacer todo eso, no lo Por favor, sí. eh, 145, 150 más o menos personas hay dentro de a ese 100, grupo.
9: Wow,
8: eso the... es Esas personas ni siquiera tienen Twitter y no saben que existe una comunidad de Monero atrás, ni su red, son, ni those Instagram, ni
9: TikTok. Have Twitter they have no, idea what Monero community sino que es
8: adopción y uso. Es adopción y uso lo de ellos. They just learn
9: how to
1: use it and they're using it bueno. as, a, as a tool out of out of necessity for what they're trying to. Achieve. So I, I so is it growing? I imagine it It's probably growing because the, how the soccer league. I imagine a lot of people are interested in the same thing of being able to kind of gamble locally in soccer, right? Andres, if you want to bueno. get, I, I want to get a feel See, there.
9: No, no. Pregunta si está, si está creciendo. Si vos ves que más, más gente se va metiendo adentro de la,
8: sí, por dentro de la comunidad. Sí, por el, está hablando del de grupo de liquidez ahí donde sí. se van manejando. Sí, uh-huh. sí, sí va creciendo. Yo me acuerdo cuando él comenzó eran los muchachos. Sí. No, no, no. I, I'm telling ah, that Cuando comenzó yes yo me showing. acuerdo que eran 20 wow. personas, 20 personas y yo dije Omar, vos estás re loco, le dije, vos estás re loco. Hacer, por favor, hacerle entender que guale, guarden sus 24 palabras y copien bien y peguen su dirección, que miren, uh-huh. por favor. Y se ve que la okay. hizo demasiado bien. El, at first, there were
9: 20 people and it was arranged by, or at least Omar was is one of the players and it was the. I, I, entiendo que Omar era el que más conocía de Monero al principio
8: y eso cómo funcionaba. El que, el que, el que entendió al toque okay. y. Omar (laughs) Omar is actually actually
9: the Monero guy, the Monero prophet (laughs) in in Formosa. Uh, So at first there were like 20 people and he was like, Omar, you're, you're crazy. Uh, you are getting, you're basically onboarding people into a peer to peer group using Monero and they don't even know what seeds are. Please instruct them to write everything down very carefully. Because it's growing
1: fast anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? At least it was. So. Well, this is see? this is fantastic. When I brought them on, I thought it was just that they they had some, like a soccer jersey thing and they they wanted to put the Monero logo on it. I didn't realize there was this whole backstory where they're actually using Monero in a very real way. This is a this is actually pretty
2: amazing. This yeah, is, this amazing. is a, wow. I mean, this is more so uh, than like most people, like you know, us in the Monero community, even would like you know engage with it. Yeah.
1: They, they're, they're actually, they found a the case. A lot of them, like you said, don't even really know Like the tech just working Their
3: purposes that they the, need.
9: the bar is set very low For financial
8: services I mean Después uh, de todo
3: esto eh,
8: sí, Después de funny. todo esto Yo hace hace poco llegamos a la semifinal Quedamos afuera en semifinal Y eran partidos y de vuelta Si ustedes buscan las publicaciones anteriores del club Yo venía publicando como venía el seguimiento del club Y los partidos y todo eso Y yo dije, after, bueno. After
9: the, whole, after the whole thing of the even after the whole peer to peer WhatsApp group, uh they were playing in the on the tournament and they went up to fi- semi-semifinals and that was the moment. Ah, eh, sí, pero eh <laughs> bueno.
3: <laughs>
9: yo cuando
8: yo cuando llegó la semi dije, puedo preparar algo, puedo preparar mm-hmm. algo en agradecimiento a a Cake y a CEO. Por qué? Porque estos chicos, este chico progresó bastante. Este chico no no era de muchos recursos, sí se sustentaba y le permitió a muchos chicos abrirse y, y yo sé que no es una recomendación apostar y todo eso, pero muchos chicos pudieron abrirse, pudieron a, a aprender a manejarse, a, a tener más plata también y bueno sí. y yo dije voy a agarrar y voy a mandar a hacer una banderita de Cake Wallet agradeciéndole Por la, por permitirnos usar esto, yo, yo más adentro, yo, yo ahorro un 50% en Bitcoin y un 50% en Monero, es mi cartera. Yo tengo un poco Este de chico, like. este chico es Omar, el que decís que está en una situación complicada y. No, eh, eh, está, no, es una, un chico de Poco es, es recarso, eh, recurso sí, de escasos, recursos, recursos escasos, pero se, se la, se la iba ingeniando siempre. Y, y bonito, entonces digo.
9: su única relación con Cake y con el tema era solamente agradecido por la herramienta, digamos, no es que...
8: Cuando es que tarde, la, ¿no? Claro, cuando hice la publicación yo en agradecimiento a Big Sharma y a Cake, pues fue el muchacho, posen con la banderita acá, mandé a comprar uh-huh. cinco moneditas de chocolate que parecían de monedas y, y le pegué, mandé a hacer un autoresivo de Cake aquí y dije, okay. subo la foto y ya y le agradecí y le agradecí
9: sí, y, y esto y... fue esto fue antes de ningún tipo de sponsorio digamos lo hiciste porque obvio
8: no 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 eh, okay. como sponsor honorario lo queríamos tener por la ayuda de los chicos
9: okay so what he's saying is that uh, they were up to semifinals and they were very happy in that moment uh, and he has seen uh, on like, on his own he, he he was able to see uh, how much the life of a couple of the guys uh he made the 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 the, the due message that betting is sometimes not the best thing to do <laughs> but actually but actually for some of the guys and um and especially especially to this guy in particular it was kind of like changing his life a bit he was of very low resources uh poor uh so every bit of 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 gains that he had for that made a a, a a very big difference and the whole thing about discovering monero helped him a lot and when they go to semifinals eh uh, he Alejandro era no Alessandro 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 decided to make a like a whole move and they wanted to thank hear me out saying this to thank cake because uh, of basically because of the tool, uh, Cake wasn't expo- sponsoring anything at that moment. I, I don't know if it, if it is now, but they just, used,
8: they,
9: they just used, they just used Cake. Um, they wanted to, before the final, uh, he made, uh, the, uh, some stickers printed with the Cake logo and stamped, in some of the, of, of the t-shirts. He's going to share, of the jerseys. Um, he also bought, some uh, chocolate coins, uh, gold chocolate coins, you know. Uh, so it like coins. Me me he forgot to bring the QR code that day. Uh, but he made that um, the the banner, and he took the photos with the cake thing, kind of just planning for 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 the international audiences, just like pretending to for cake to be a sponsor, so to speak,
8: mm-hmm. you know. planificando uh, futuro. Queríamos ser el primer el primer club responsable por Cake, suponiendo que Cake dentro de unos años va a tener equipos profesionales okay. más grandes. They wanted to be the first
9: football club sponsored by Cake, basically. So it's like the Will Smith movie, you know, that you dress for the job that you want to have, not the one that you already <laughs> have.
1: Yeah. <It's> an <laughs> sure, man.
9: So they, they, they just like let's pretend that Cake is our sponsor. And they got the attention. It kind of it works. works. I look here uh, uh, aerotopia. I, no. I need to ask. So, so, uh, eh, ya tuvieron algún tipo de arreglo de
8: sponsor con Cake? Eh, cuando nosotros hicimos la publicación esa, mm. al otro día, eh, al otro día, perdón, a la hora, básicamente mm-hmm. que yo terminamos el partido, perdimos. Yo estaba concentrado en hacer eso y en jugar incluso. Perdimos 2 a 0 el partido de ida. Me voy a. que arreglar el sponsor antes, claro, mm-hmm. sí, sí, sí. Claro, muy enojado y subo eh, subo la publicación con todo el mensaje recaliente yo pensando cómo cómo hacer bien el mensaje subo <risa> y a la hora eh, el CEO de Cake me hace una donación de 100 dólares en Monero a través de la modalidad de Beer Pie, a través del usuario de libertad uh-huh. y yo wow muchas gracias dije eh Esto va, va a ir para el club y va a ir para la, la pintada del frente, se lo dije. Y a los tres días ya publiqué el video de cuando los chicos pintando el frente del club.
9: Ok. Uh, he, he, was, uh, he thought about the whole thing, took the photos and all before the final match, right? Then they played the final match and they lost. Two, <laughs> two against zero, right? So <laughs> he was very pissed off, very angry, and he still needed to make the the Twitter thread about the whole thing. So uh-huh. borderline crazy, right? <laughs> after after losing the final match, he so, made the whole thing like fuck. He made the whole thing with the force and all that. And just an hour after, an hour uh, after he published uh, <clears throat> big to them and make uh, made a one hundred uh, dollar donation in Monero to using the beard pay uh, address in Twitter. Uh. Ah. so with that money, the next, the next day, just the very first next day, they took the money, they they sell it, and the, it's Monero, they sell it, and they use the money to pay, to pay, uh, yeah, to pay for the paint, to, to paint the outside of the of the club, the, the entrance. Nice. going
1: to say that the next day they gambled with it and lost it all. Yes, they lost it, everything. <laughs> Again, it's like <laughs> two. Yes. That's amazing. So they took the money, they painted the outside. That's amazing. Guys. Yes, this
8: is amazing. ¿Algo más hicieron la parte? ¿Pintaron la entrada? ¿Y qué más? Pintamos, no, no, pintamos la entrada, le dimos sí. color, si quieren, a ver, acá, si quieren buscar, ese era antes de la, de la donación del CEO that's, de la Eso es el before, eso es before está, picture. Está en Twitter la publicación y, y aquí ya los chicos pintando con la nueva pintura amarilla, oh, okay. dándole, yeah. había un video, hice un video grabando y luego entrando al club. You need a uh, yeah. Lo, lo pintamos también mandamos a cortar el, el césped que hacía falta
9: y allí es
8: un, enorme. es un predio enorme y allá está el fondo de la tribuna que lo vamos a refaccionar con la campaña pero en inicial estaba, Esos acá, son acá, diciendo, a acá te estaba diciendo a, por, cortar el el pasto.
9: No, acá está diciendo por qué
8: amarillo y no con un logo de Monero bueno, eh, ahora en la campaña que la que la que lancé en en Twitter, yo lo que lo que pedí fue eh, juntar, juntar financiado 100 percent ciento en Monero la el juego de camisetas esponsoriado por Monero y financiado por Monero al 100 percent El juego completo de camisetas junto con su media antideslizante de, que son de, de para jugadores profesionales y también la tribuna, nuestra tribuna de cemento, que es la más grande que tiene capacidad para 200 personas, que sea 100% financiada por Monero y pasará a llamarse la Monero Popular. No sé si popular es un término que él conoce como... Sí,
9: no importa. Eh, digo, no importa. El siguiente paso que hicieron fue pedirle a donaciones a la comunidad monero broad, en Twitter también. Eso fue lo que vimos ayer o el día antes. Uh-huh. And, and they already got the donations for that. I mean, they, they, ¿ya consiguieron la plata que necesitaban para la tribuna y eso?
8: Eh, bien, eh,
9: si quieres le explico
8: cómo vamos con eso.
9: Ah, ok. No, okay. Soy... No, para, para. Eh, they were asking for money too. Two things. The whole, um jerseys and the the equipment and the socks. The profession, They're using like a professional kind of sock that they're using for. El diseño yeah. de
8: shorts y la remera espectacular y la media. They oh, made look. a new
9: design, the new design for the jerseys and the, and, the, and the socks as well. I suppose it's Monero related. Um, the other thing that they were asking was for money to um, to fix, basically, uh, to, to embellish mm-hmm. the the graves. The I don't know how to say that. Uh,
8: no se dan una idea. The place he, where people uh,
9: sit on a, on, a, on a football field. I don't know. No se,
8: no so, se dan una idea. Yo he... Si? Sí. Para, para,
9: para. That, that, that place is made of, 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 uh, of concrete and stuff. Um, uh, it's the Wait. biggest, it's the biggest, um, the biggest sitting area that they have on the, on the, on the field. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, holds 200 people approximately. And the plan with the whole thing is that, yeah, that would, that would be mo- like Monero label or something, how. And it would be called the Monero Popular is called here because Popular is the, is the name that you go, you gave to the section of the football field where uh, the um, tickets are cheapest and they are usually the ones that are very near, very near the field and you get the whole chanting and all. Oh, and all amazing. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's,
3: that,
8: it's tarizawa, like the, the, no? the,
1: the, the premium spot for the, for the people. Uh, tuxudo, can, can you pull up the, the jersey
2: and stuff can fotos de la so he
1: he raised the money Did they raise the money Did they reach their,
2: their
9: hey, so that, como va el progreso de, la, de lo que juntaron
8: bueno hasta el momento eh, de una de un, de un inicio eh, yo he pedido 1400 uh-huh. para todo lo que es los costos de la refacción Tenemos que hacer bloques nuevos de cemento porque hay algunos que se están por caer. También es hacer el okay, revoque.
9: El... reboque. The because they also have to replace some of the pillars, the concrete pillars of the of the structure, because they're are...
8: hasta el momento hemos uh eh, gastado 340 dollars in todo lo que es la La indumentaria, todo lo que es la remera, el short y el juego de medias. Uh-huh. Y déjeme contarle algo que me pasó a- ayer cuando hice el pago. Ahora la... ahora
9: sí no me, así no me olvido. They have already spent 340 uh, USD on the, the jerseys and the equipment and all this for the players.
8: Bien. Eh, la in- acá queda todo cerca, como es un pueblo de 30 mil habitantes, queda todo cerca voy a la indumentaria para decirle cómo quería el pago si si le si quería efectivo o transferencia y me dijo <ríe> digo, no mal me dice yo te puedo aceptar monero si querés para que vuelvas no esté esperando una conversión él tiene 24 años el dueño de la indumentaria don hugo, don hugo vamos vamos
9: para 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 porque esta le va esta le va a gustar esta le va a escuchar le va a gustar escuchar he went to the guy to the printers <ríe> uh you you're, you're going to love it. That, um, he went to the actually to the it's it's a small town they have 30,000 people living there uh, population 3, 3 uh, 30,000 sorry um, they went to the he went to the shop of the guy the store making the the shirts right mm-hmm. and he wanted to order them and he asked the guy how does he want to be to get paid yeah, he wants like bank transfer or cash or whatever, because cash is king here, cash is king. Right. <coughs> and The guy replied, uh, no,
8: I mean, if you want, you can pay me Monero. Bueno, y le pregunté. No oh, way. Okay. Yes. Por las dudas. ¿Vos está en el grupo de Omar? Le dije, sí, man ¿por qué? <laughs> okay,
9: okay, okay. Okay, wait, wait, wait. It's, it's, uh... <laughs> and he asked, the guy, the guy said, well, you can pay me Monero. And he, and he, Alessandro said, what the fuck, man? I mean, are you in Omar's WhatsApp group? Because the, the, the owner of the shop is like 20 years, 22 yeah. years old. Yeah. And he says, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that is he, awesome. he also, he also bets. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, he was aware of Monero. Uh, the circle
3: economy
1: is, is taking off
8: over there. Le fantastic. <laughs> Realicé el pago en directo a él en 2.6 2.6 Monero y le pedí por favor que la semana que viene él me pidió una fecha, yo le dije antes del 15 de julio porque quiero presentar las camisetas con los jugadores en la tribuna ya terminada, le dije si es que se llega al al monto y le dije por favor en en el transcurso mandame video mientras esté haciendo la camiseta para repostearlo y subirlo ya y que la gente vea que es verídico Que, que esto es real y que estamos que estamos haciéndolo ya
9: Okay um, He has he has the guy to have uh, the jerseys ready the whole suit equipment ready uh, for July 15 because it's the time that he is planning to have the whole the the work done at the stadium done for the Monero Popular ready so he wants to have both things ready at the same time right and he asked the guy to, to give him, um, I think he said uh, he paid 2.6 Monero for the whole um, t-shirts the and order. stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the order. And he asked the guy to provide regular updates or little video stuff. So people can see that the, that the shirts are actually being made and it's not like scam or something. Fantastic. The, the, are, the yeah. Moneros are, usually, are actually being used to, to make
8: those things. The last. So, Sí. sí, de las de lo más importante de por ejemplo de intercambios, eh, yo quiero destacar la las donaciones de por ejemplo de Trocadora, intercambio eh de también de Monero Markets que fueron los que dieron una donación bastante grande con respecto a los demás y que además de su usuario va a ir el logo porque ellos no son solamente usuarios, sino que son o herramientas más importantes dentro del ecosistema de Monero y quiero uh-huh. que sepan que no sé si estarán o lo van a ver que ellos van a ir además de su usuario con el, con el logo los de, dos, Trocador y usuario. Monero Market ¿Eh? los dos van con logo, Trocador y Monero Market por ahora Monero Market y Trocador que son los que donaron y que okay. me escribieron
9: y he wants to make a, a big shout out Trocador to and also to Monero Market because they not only Donated to, uh, like a normal amount to get the name into the, the world, but, uh, they also like donated way more money, uh, so they are gonna get their logos on the, on the site as well.
8: No sabía cómo diseñar. On the, en... on the, stadium?
9: Yeah, I suppose. ¿Dónde ah, van a ir los, los logos? Eh? La parte bueno, alta en la popular.
8: Ustedes, si sí, eso quería pasar a explicar. La tribuna, oh. yo no tengo capacidad de edición para visualizar cómo iba a quedar. Uh-huh. Eh, la tribuna pintada va a ser fraccionada eh, en naranja, amarillo, naranja, amarillo, naranja, amarillo y el respaldo y la cabina, como ustedes la ven, será todo naranja. En el respaldo okay. va a estar agradeciendo va a estar escrito todos los usuarios que donaron y a los que no me quisieron decir quiénes eran van a ir usuario anónimo. Eh, okay. Esa es
9: buena, esa es buena. ¿Sí? Eh, un montón de anónimos.
8: Entonces, es en la pared de atrás de las gradas, o en la pared de atrás de las El respaldo, la casa. claro, exactamente. El respaldo de las gradas, bien. Y en la cabina, en la cabina para agregar, mm-hmm. va a ir el logo de Libertad y el logo de Monero. Hay justamente dos sectores de arriba de la cabina para que vaya perfecto okay. ahí de frente. You have, you have the,
9: seating, the seating rows, uh, you know, and then you have on the top, at the top you have like a little cabin for press, right? Mm-hmm. So, all the grades, all the, the, the seats are going to be painted uh, yellow and orange, yellow, and orange, which is the, the colors of the, the colors yeah. of the club. Yeah, yellow violin. But the press cabin is going to be full orange. And on every side of the, on each side of the press cabin, on one side you have the, you want to have the Club Libertad shield, the, the yeah. logo of the club, and on the other one you have the Monero logo. Beautiful. And on the back side of the sitting area, you have you have like a big wall at the back of the area. Mm-hmm. That's the wall where all the donators names are going to be written in. Those who wanted to provide a name for them. Some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. So for everyone that I think this is a great idea. For everyone that didn't want their name on it, they're just going to put anonymous. Nice. So you, you will see you will see a lot of anonymous that's fantastic <laughs> donators.
8: Uh, but, uh... But, uh, I'm
1: blown uh, away by the, by the story and the amount of effort he's put in here and, and the actual progress he's made with it. It's amazing.
2: And the circular economy they have going on now that that is, that is really yeah.
8: awesome. Yeah. But uh, uh, I,
9: just, um. That's The thing that happens here is that Really, about 50% of the economy is the black market, so to speak. It's, it's either cash-based, or now you have lots and lots of people. It's not as anonymous as cash, but lots of people doing just fintech kind of money, like it was. They are not bank transfers. You have like the like the equivalent of eBay or something like that. Here, you have it's like an AliPay or or something like that, right? So. You have balances of pesos in there. So people just do peer-to-peer for stuff or they pay to each other all the time without making any invoice or without, like, doing taxes for that. Mm-hmm. For now, at least it works, right? Because nobody I mean, goes Because to it's sale. safer,
2: right? Like, it's, it's more of a safe haven compared yes. to the local currency. And,
9: and taking into account that also the, the biggest bill that we have here is, is two is, is a, well, I think now we have a 2,000 pesos. I haven't Tengo
8: seen it.
1: What? Well, so somebody's asking, how much funding does the football team need to enter the full pro league? Is that even like a possible? I have no idea how that works. Is that even?
8: Tengo una no. mala noticia todavía. Eh, en esto, después de pagar las el juego de camisetas, sí.
9: Digo, uh, no, no, me hago un segundo. Le um, dejaba, eh, Perdón. Ah, se mezclaron los casos. Mm-hmm. Tienen una pregunta que querían saber. Eso, querían saber eh, cuánto cuántos fondos necesita el equipo para entrar en la Liga Profesional. Eh, Eh, Yo le contestaría que en realidad ya está en la la Liga Profesional. Nosotros
8: somos un equipo afiliado a la AFA porque pertenecemos a una Liga afiliada a la AFA. Nosotros tenemos el medio jurídico para llegar, pero no es el objetivo porque eh, es muy difícil, es muy difícil más por por un tema de que Por un tema de mover tanto fondo para jugar un partido, ya salir de la provincia, jugar contra uh-huh. otro equipo, ya se necesita otro tipo de articulación y otro uh-huh. tipo de manejo. Nosotros estamos muy lejos de una zona de liquidez grande, por ejemplo, para cambiar eh, mucho monero eh, por uh-huh. pesos uh-huh. argentinos, pero estoy todavía adentrándome un poco más y tratando de, de ver la, de ver la forma, porque por ejemplo, para la tribuna, yo ya, yo ya he pagado las, juego las camisetas. Y en este momento. Para, para, para un función. segundo.
9: Eh, o sea, lo que vos estás diciendo es, para contestarles concretamente esto antes, es: técnicamente no hay ninguna diferencia entre vos y un club de primera, digamos, en lo, en lo legal. Digamos, eso, pescilla, es una cuestión, estamos... es cuestión de rendimiento deportivo e ir ganando las casas. Ascendiendo cada... liga a liga podemos llegar. Okay. Necesitamos eh, ganar say, cuatro ligas. Técnicamente no una cuestión de dinero, de todo. But it's like, legally, they are already a member of the professional league, the Professional Association of Argentinian Soccer. The only thing uh, between them, and, like the biggest clubs in the country, is just a matter of uh, of sport performance. I mean, they have to keep winning matches and getting to a higher tier of the league and a higher and a higher and a higher until you reach like the top league here, which is A league uh the biggest one is d a and they have b d and a lot of different in between uh but when it comes to funding, what is tricky is that uh the the club has to cover by by itself for every expenses so if you have if you have a match that is outside of the province so to speak to be able to pay in some league, the club has to be able to afford. Uh, I don't know the ticket for every every player, and, and it gets very expensive very fast. El, so unless you, have, you really pasar. have like a big club behind you, it's very difficult, even if you play super
8: well. That, that's what I mean. Sin dejar de pasar And also, even if it,
9: if if it were the case that they got the money somehow. Even here, it will, rea- it will raise some attention that a very small club suddenly has the money to, to be able to afford such campaigns. Right? A, Even you know, here, which is, which is a, really is a very low standard.
1: You guys are doing a great job, by the way. Um, so wait, for, for for people who are watching this that didn't donate yet, I think there's a lot of excitement behind this now. I know I'm, I'm excited. Is there more? So obviously if they're still looking for donations and there's more that people can do. Like what, what's the best way to, to help the club out? Sí,
8: dice,
9: well, o sea, eso, ¿cuál what's es the trabajo que queda por hacer si are still looking for donations and qué?
8: Eh, en este momento, después de pagar las camisetas, eh, nos quedó un saldo de 750 dólares en este momento. Uh-huh. Eh, todavía eh, nosotros, todo lo que es refacción de tribuna, todo eso, va a tener una presentación con dron. Yo quiero que el Estadio de Libertad, que como, como todos lo están viendo, justo Libertad se llama y coincide con los colores fuertes de Monero todo eso. Quiero hacer uh-huh. una buena presentación para que con los chicos, con las camisetas allá arriba de la tribuna, para que sea todo perfecto. Hay muchas bueno, cosas. ¿Cuánto dijiste que te quedaban? Eh, 1400. Y quedan 700 dólares, faltarían para la recaudación inicial. Falta, después de haber pagado la camiseta, porque las camisetas ya están pagadas. Ya. Eh, las ya.
9: camisetas están, pero ¿te falta juntar 700 y pico? ¿O 700 y pico Solo que todavía tenés de lo que juntaste? No, tengo 700 después de pagar ah. las
8: camisetas y me faltan 700 para llegar a. Ah, tenés. Y... No, no perdón, perdón, ¿sí? perdón, perdón, perdón. No, no, no. no. Me faltarían eh, 7 más 4. ¿Cuánto sería? Eh, o, eh, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> 300, 700, no. 400 dólares me faltarían. Ah, 400 okay, okay. dólares menos. He has, he
9: still has 700 something uh, USD left after the purchase, the purchase of the, of the t-shirts and all that for the, for the work, right? And he still ¿Sí? missing, he still missing 400, 400 más o menos.
8: Sí, 400.
9: He still missing 400. To be able to do the whole, um, job, the, uh, the whole work on the, on the tribunes and, and all that, right? I, so that's, that's what is still missing. And he wants to make a big presentation when it's ready next mm. month, uh, with a drone footage and all that, because nice. he finds it very, um, interesting or not worth it that the club is called Libert, it's called freedom, it's called libertad, and he's, he has, um, he has, uh, the club has, the colors of orange and all that already. So it looks like, like, pues, a, like a match made in heaven for Monero. It's like, ay, it looks like the Monero mas, Football Club, basically. Yeah.
8: Hay más cosas, por ejemplo, eh, los baños están deteriorados, la, el banco de suplente queremos arreglarlo también, pero no quiero ir más, no quiero mo- molestar tanto tampoco a la gente. Yo mm-hmm. sé que le of- gustó la idea y además tengo ya más de 10 pedidos de camisetas para mm-hmm. enviar al exterior.
9: Y una vez okay. que right.
3: casa,
9: no me pida no que detonado para un baño, pero, He said, like, of course, there's always something ex- more to do, to do uh, at the place. For example, he said that the bathrooms are <laughs> not in the best conditions possible, mm-hmm. so to speak, uh, but he doesn't want to ask for more, uh, even even more, be, uh, how to say that? Yeah, even 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 um, especially before start delivering stuff, you know. Okay. Okay. So people see that they are for real. Uh, right, so that, he, so he, then he'll,
1: he'll come back and they'll ask for more donations. For perhaps
9: others. I suppose so. I suppose so. Yeah. But but he really, he said he literally said that he didn't want to bother the community or people too much about the whole thing. That it was some idea that they have, and people got very excited for it. And he can see, but he also has. Like work to do Once for it's his it's own different. personal life, yeah. <laughs> so and yeah. um, they already have. Um, I think he says like ten orders for jerseys yeah. from abroad that they want their own yeah t-shirts. Uh, so they had to look into how to do that and ship ship abroad. Yeah, I so, want to order one of those. A little stuff going on on the on a few a very few days. Yeah, doing.
1: all right. So he he's gonna have to come in and check check in with us from time to time. Uh, tell him that, Alejandro, you sí. have to come back on. T- Alejandro, Alejandro dice sí. que
9: que vos tenés que que vos tenés que, eh, que aprender futuro, inglés sí. por empezar. Sí, 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 también. No, no, que que no pierdas el rastro que le sigas, eh comentando de vez en cuando, apareciendo en el programa y contando cómo vas con el progreso con el con el club y todo eso, que no que no pierdas todo, el contacto básicamente.
8: Yo voy publicando, apenas bajen las piedras voy a estar ahí grabando el video, le quiero subir todo bajo el hilo. No quiero perder nada, que se pierda el rastro de nada. Es más, ya... Estoy pensando, mi, mi problema grande es el tema de las camisetas, enviar al exterior. Estoy, todavía no tengo que hablar con la del correo, cómo tengo que hacer y todo eso. Y literalmente
9: una patada en las pelotas. Llega sí. un amigo a de corriente de eso, a sí.
8: para el día de la presentación. Okay.
9: He still... Ha, he, you won't believe it. But, well, yeah. it's, very, it's very cumbersome and difficult to send... It, it's very difficult to get things into into the country I mean to import stuff or to buy stuff from abroad they make it very very hard hard and very expensive but it's also very difficult to to send stuff abroad yeah. so he's 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 making the, the 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 arrangements to with the with the with the postman and all that how, how how can we send t-shirts to some other country basically i'm telling you this is going to be very expensive i mean it's probably it's probably the same price for the for the shipping than for the
1: for the t-shirt yeah, something like yeah, that yeah yeah maybe, maybe you can have More, them maybe you can have them printed somewhere else outside of the country and sh- i don't know
9: i don't know probably yeah
1: um this is fantastic i mean you hear like you've heard with other cryptos, obviously, with Bitcoin. I remember with Doge was one of the first when they tried to, like, sponsor a NASCAR. I don't know if you remember that, like, way back yeah. way back in the day. And it, and it was pretty cool. But Yeah, but it, it didn't come out of organic movement where, like, somebody in NASCAR was mm-hmm. using Doge. It was the Doge community just trying to kind of pull a, a scheme where they would get their name out using NASCAR. What's mm-hmm. beautiful about the story is it's, it naturally uh, evolved out of you know, Alejandro's organic interest in Monero because of a use case because they were trying to, whatever, gamble online. And, and, you know, they, they got to know Monero through that and through their own... Uh because of that, they came to the Monero community saying, "Hey, maybe you guys want to donate." So, like, it came in the opposite direction. It wasn't the Monero community yes. looking for. It wasn't it. top down. Yes. Yeah, looking for a cheesy way to get the name out by like just associating themselves with things. Yes. It was these people trying to that found their way to Monero now saying, "Hey, let's let's get the word out on Monero. And this is awesome. This is like
8: really yeah."
9: And and it's I don't <laughs> mean, Just ah, segundo. Um, it. It's kind of funny to me because, of course, I am from Argentina. Uh, but <laughs> the other thing, that the other instance that I that I know that is kind of similar, not 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 the same, but is the whole. I think I think it's the Belfort Club, the one. Uh, oh, the Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, the Bitcoin. Uh, how's the name of the guy? Uh, I don't uh, know.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, Peter Peter McCormick. Peter
9: McCormick, Yes. Yeah. yeah that actually bought like a small soccer team right. in England and I'm sure the the, the, the little the, the, the city of the town is super lovely and very British right. and all that right. full of pubs and everything. And and if you know but you have to know Formosa but even Argentina in general is totally not like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and but it's the same but I suppose yeah. it's the same comparison that you can make between Going to a Bitcoin conference right now, uh, nowadays, or I, I went to LabitConf and it's super like super, it's not new by any means. It's one of the oldest Latin American Bitcoin conference and all that. And you, and it's basically nowadays is a very commercial centric conference, right? Right. And you can see that everybody's just like fintech and doing stuff like that. And you, yeah, go, and to Mor- and- you go to Monerotopia and Monerotopia is the Libertad club of the Bitcoin clubs. It kind of it's, it has nothing to do. It's a, it's a different, Thing. Yeah. it's just regular people doing regular stuff enjoying but organic um, too
1: organic and too and super like, organic I mean we already discussed this thing I, I, I don't think the soccer club was like already like actively no no not at all no.
9: it, it probably just was cheap cheap for his like right. bitcoin wallet uh, but I already told you Argentina is a breeding ground for stuff like money right
8: well, but sí Eh, que vamos a estar sorteando entre los donadores y entre los usuarios que interactúen sorte eh, camiseta libertad y se la vamos a enviar una vez que yo termine de, de la presentación y todo eso del envío de la camiseta voy a sortear camisetas personalizadas van a llevar frases también eh, respectivas sí. sobre monero las que son personalizadas y segundo que volviendo al tema de la Para, de cómo enviar las esos
9: peso mundial ¿Cómo? El envío a, a cualquier país.
8: Ah, así a todo el mundo, a todo el
9: mundo. Entre los que entre los que
8: donaron o lo, los que
9: donaron los que donan. Entre los que donaron que va a haber donado? un sorteo,
8: entre los que donaron va a haber un sorteo de camiseta y entre los que interactuaron también otro. Okay. ¿Y sabes cuántas? Eh, tengo pensado entre 5 a 10 camisetas a sortear.
9: Okay. He's going to make a, like a contest, I mean a contest like a raffle for free. Uh, he's going to He's going to be giving away T-shirts of the club to those who donated or, or donate in the future to this initiative uh, that is, is currently going on. And also he has like two sets of raffles, one between the, the donors and one between people that just interacted with them on Twitter on the thread about the, the thing.
1: I think he said in the beginning, but, but where is this in Argentina? Is this like outside of Buenos Aires? Like where, where is this happening? Argentina is very big. There, yeah. There uh,
9: is. Where, where's, is, uh, where's the park? It's, it's right near the top, at uh, the, uh, the north, almost 300 kilometers from, Par- from Paraguay. Okay and from Buenos Aires must be like ¿Cómo de Buenos Aires? Como 900 ¿Cuánto es de Buenos Aires? De mil, mil mil kilómetros de Buenos Aires. A thousand kilometers from Buenos oh. Aires and three hundred kilometers from Paraguay.
8: Eh, y que lo, la plata de la refacción de para la tribuna y la pintura eso sí voy a tener que voy a tener que cambiarlo en local monero ya para salir a pesos porque los muchachos dueños de la ferretería eh, <laughs>
9: <laughs> okay no, <laughs> um no he's going to say that he's very sorry but wants to the community to know that the money for the 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 work that is going to be done at, at the site they okay. sadly they will have to change the moneros on local monero for pesos because the guys from the <laughs> from, uh, basically the the masons and the, the guy from the hardware store yet doesn't
1: take moneros so not they yet,
9: have to, yeah.
1: to change pesos. They didn't realize they could use it for gambling yet. They they haven't. <laughs> so, of course. Andres, quiero. Right, well, we we
8: got to, uh, Go ahead, Alejandro. Por el, under- el espacio, por el espacio a Dulas y más que nada a toda la comunidad. Es increíble la predisposición que tienen. Yo no pensé que esto iba a tener tanta repercusión y que en un día iba a conseguir esto para nosotros es muchísimo. Cuando se los conté, diéron la reunión en el club. No podían no podía creerlo, tardaron meses y meses en, para conseguir financiación para un juego de camisetas y que esto se logre en un día. Esta gente lo valora demas, demasiado, lo valora.
9: Nadie profeta en su tierra. Sí. Y aparte viste con la moneda más buena onda del condado. Eh, a veces las cosas son así y se dan. Bueno, um, bueno. He, wants to, he wants to thank you, Douglas, personally for the space and the visibility that you are giving the project and the club. And also the same goes to the uh, community as a whole, uh, the way that they interact and uh, the disposition that they gave to the whole club and all that. He had no idea. He 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 really didn't have any idea how big this could be or how fast the community was going to respond. Uh, and he's still amazed. And all the guys he told that, that the guys at the team spent months trying to raise money to change the shirts, uh, and they couldn't um uh, to be able to just ask for it and get it done in 24 hours, basically, uh, they were all, they still can't believe it. I mean, uh, that, that was literally his words.
1: And, uh,
9: and they were, they're very, very grateful to be able to, uh, to, to have found the Money
1: community. Awesome. Yeah. Alejandro, man, uh, thank you, man. Uh, thanks for coming on and thanks for, for being a a genuine Monero user, this, this is just so exciting to, to witness. Um, please please come on again. Give us updates for people watching. Follow follow him on Twitter. It's Libertad underscore c a cal. Uh, I'm sure he'll be continuing to give us updates on you know, On the soccer league and the th- different things we're doing to improve it, uh, but I think we we, we got to move on at this point because we're over two two hours of 40 minutes. Uh, but we'll, we'll continue to check in. You can, wow. you can
3: come
1: on any any time with updates. Please do. Andes del
9: Aran. So, hey,
2: Andes del Aran. Thank you guys. Thank you. This is última great.
9: cosa última cosa Alessandro, porque ya hace tres sí. horas que están hablando están tratando de cerrar. El no ego. saben que hay dos argentinos hablando sin parar. Dale. Es una donación entrante.
8: He completado, he completado y ya un poco the más. Very, very okay. Estoy recibiendo una donación muy grande, en total ahí terminé de sincronizar la wallet. Ahora. De, de seis moneros. Wow. Ya hemos superado incluso los mil cuatrocientos, así que van a haber muchas más cosas ampliadas en el club ahora. It's official. They just
9: relive. They just received a six monero donation. Just recently is sinking the wallet and just Amazing, wow. congratulations. Wow. So forget man. about everything that we already said because no, 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 the amount man. is raised already.
1: Uh, they're going to start work right now. Fantastic, congratulations, congratulations. Was it, was it anonymous or you don't know yet, right? Well, uh, we'll see if somebody... Sorry, fue? No. Was it an anonymous donation?
8: Eh, no he visto, todavía no me han etiquetado todavía en el Twitter para saber con el hat de la transacción de quién fue. Oh. He still, he still
9: doesn't know because it actually, really just appeared on the wallet. So maybe, maybe someone will will tweet out the the transaction ID to to claim it. But it was just just now, now, now live. Fantastic! And I bet uh, I bet that is that is thanks thanks to your program. Doug. so we, basically, you you just run a fundraiser live for a very obscure Argentinian football club on a that, on a northern
1: was... province. That was the goal, man. That was 100% the goal. Uh Trying to bring attention to anybody that's working on any Monero related project, especially in a way like the, the amount of energy effort he's putting into it and making mm-hmm. like real progress with it. He's not just talking.
8: Ya mío era el balance total. Son 300 dólares lo que recibí. Estaba tan colgado ya con el balance. 300 recibí, 300. 300 dólares. 300 dólares. 300 dólares.
9: No, pero ¿cuántos Moneros?
8: En total...
9: No, los que recibiste recién. 2.5. 2.5 Moneros, he just got. 2.5. Okay. It's 2.5. Still, still extre- extremely... Vale.
3: It's still a lot. It's still a lot. Total yeah. total it's total zero, total zero total.
1: it's only a few,
9: a few Moneros... Uh, a few my left, <sighs> but he will well,
1: Andreas, it. I know we've, we've kind of mentioned it multiple times, right? This idea of potentially Monerotopia down in Buenos Aires in Argentina. I don't know. I, f- I feel like... the the world is, the universe is telling me in so many different ways that we got, we got to do it down there. Uh, we'll, we'll have see, a the soccer club participating. Uh, it's next it's week. far away. I know it's far away, but yeah. We, we had somebody else that, uh, was posting on Twitter that they're accepting Monero and Bitcoin at their, their market in Argentina where they're selling, uh, looks like they're selling groceries and stuff. He's yeah. I don't know.
9: I don't know if they are related because it's
1: the same province.
9: So perhaps oh, I'm, it's the same I'm, I'm almost sure, I'm almost sure these <laughs> they are part of the same
1: <laughs> WhatsApp group. <laughs>
3: That's fantastic.
8: Andre, <laughs> that.
1: What? I was saying maybe we'll do Monerotopia over there in the, in, in the province. Uh, we could do it in the soccer store over there. All right, all right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna close it out just because we 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 all have to move on with our day here. We still have to uh, run run the new segment. Thank you so much, Alejandro. Thank you, man. Good good luck with everything. Keep keep in touch, Andreas. Amazing job. Thanks for jumping up here and thank Muchas us. gracias, Andres. Ay, gracias por mi.
8: Nos salvaste.
3: Gracias.
9: Gracias a vos, Alessandro, por aparecer y por contarlos a todos por del club y todo.
2: Gracias. Adios. All right. Wow. That's really, really awesome. That is so cool.
1: Yeah. Um, very exciting. Uh, I love that uh, they just jumped on. We had like an hour-long conversation. <laughs> I mean, It was super good, though. <laughs> it was so much, good, much, though. so much more than I thought it was going to be. I just thought it was like somebody who is kind of into Monero and then using it as a way to, you know, raise some funds, right? I yeah. No and uh, they that.
2: mentioned that they just got their, uh, their donation amount that they needed, right? Yeah. They surpassed that. That's, That's so awesome. Fast. That's amazing.
1: Alright, uh, do you want to quickly, we'll run the news and we'll close it out. I gotta, I gotta make moves over here. Uh, my daughter's waiting for me. Let's, uh, run yep. the news section, right? Let's and that's do a- that.
0: And now for our weekly news segment. Hey guys and
10: welcome to the news section. Hope you had a good week. Today we have a lot of interesting articles, so let's dive in. The first thing that I want to mention is, Uh, Monero is used by criminals. We hear this a lot, and um, people just hear Monero is used by criminals, and then they say, oh, I don't want to be associated with it, as if when you decide to use Monero, then all the criminals um, have (laughs) your location now, and they can see where you are. And then you identify with the criminals. Perhaps they don't know, but Monero, that, that Monero is private, and um, yeah, nobody knows that you even have Monero. So you're not associated with the criminals. And if the criminals use it, that means that it's safe enough for everybody against any kind of censorship, right? Because that's what we want. We want ultimately we want freedom, tools of freedom that cannot be censored. And uh, this person, Luke Profits, made a point that you know what else is used by criminals? Lawnmowers. Um, this phone, the telephone, shoes, uh, cars, coffee, like criminals use this stuff too. And you can use those shoes to walk and do a criminal activity, or you can use those shoes to walk on a treadmill or go to work or do something benevolent, right? So, uh, it is such a line, it, it is, you know, it's such an indicated line and people shouldn't use it anymore as an attack vector on, on, on Monero. And that was my, um, uh, text message. It's, uh, loud and annoying and annoying. Maybe you didn't hear it, but if you did, that's what it was. Uh, anyway, so um, next thing that I want to get into is uh, BlackRock and Bitcoin, because this is a huge thing. We're not going to get into a lot of detail, but I want to at least mention it. So the sponsor will, being uh, BlackRock, use his discretion to determine which network should be considered the appropriate network. There is no guarantee that the sponsor will choose a digital asset that is ultimately the most valuable fork. And uh, we have uh, Chris Black, and here's what he wrote. Medium term attack vector. US government will hard fork Bitcoin to a proof of stake chain. They call it Bitcoin, right? Validators will be a wide, will be whitelisted if they meet certain regulatory requirements, of course. Twenty one million cap will be removed. This is what he thinks. All on all on and off ramps for a Bitcoin Proof-of-work chain will be nuked and replaced with on-and-off ramps for a fake Bitcoin POS chain, proof-of-stake chain. Uh, You'll get 25% uh, redemption rate on the POS chain for each Bitcoin from the non-government POW proof-of-work chain. But if you sell to the government one proof-of-work Bitcoin, you get uh, 0.25 POS fake Bitcoin, right, to make it to incentivize you to to use it. So uh, real proof-of-work, not to use it, but to change into that. Real proof-of-work Bitcoin will still exist. It will just be harder to on an off-ramp and would off face massive propaganda warfare. So this scenario doesn't mean that Bitcoin has failed. It just means that it will be up against the final boss with the outcome unknown, which is very interesting. There's a lot of attacks that could be uh, made on Bitcoin in the future. And I'm curious in the direction in which it's going to go. This is not the only problem. It has other problems as well, such as the fees, right? When I'm um, going to have all the 21 million uh, coins, you know, what's going to happen after that? What will the miners do? So, there's a lot of questions in mind when it comes to Bitcoin. And, um, yeah, so just wanted to quickly, quickly mention this. And maybe a dog or if anybody wants to hop on the show and discuss this in more detail on Twitter, uh, please do. Uh, kick wallets. So, if you're worried about the fees, if you, sh- <laughs> and you shouldn't be worried about the fees because whenever I use Monero, the fees are 0.0 or 0.001. You know, So it's absolutely nothing every single time you use Monero. The fees are very, very low. And the more Monero is used, right, the higher the usage, the lower the fees. This is how the mechanism, the system works. Um, but I uh, just wanted to mention that Cake Wallet has discounts when buying gift cards. So if the person that you want to transact with does not accept Monero directly, um, you can buy a gift card through Cake wallet, wallet with your Monero, and you can use it at Adidas and <laughs> a lot of uh, different stores. So make sure that you uh, look into it and check it out and use it. It's a very good um, feature. Now, let's get into uh, CBDCs because I have a couple of CBDC articles. So um, for the people watching on Twitter, I'm showing an image uh, from Wall Street Silver. It says CBDC will give them control over every aspect of their life. And there's a picture of the U.S. dollar, a stack of U.S. $100 bills, and there's an on-and-off switch on it. Uh, what does that mean? That means that your uh, privacy will have an on/off switch because they can just see where you use your money at any point, just by turning off <laughs> your privacy that that they promise you to have, right? And uh, they can also say, "Oh, you can use it in that country." So, off, can use your do dollars. Oh, you can purchase that. You bought too much meat for this week, so off, uh, which is essentially communism. I mean, we had that thing during communism in Eastern Europe, and that's where I'm from. And um, I haven't been through it, but my my parents have, and they told me about it. Write books on it and documentaries and stuff like that. I and mean, it's not it's fun. And there's still repercussions that we have in, in uh, the country. So um, yeah, not fun. We've had this before, not digitally, but digital version is is coming. Now let's get into CBDC. And uh, so this is a very interesting project that I can't wait to talk about when it does become available to us as well. But the CBDC Human Rights Tracker revealed at Oslo Freedom Forum. Behind this project is uh, Alex Glatch, team and uh, the first phase of the HRF CBDC tracker is now live. So what is this thing? Essentially what it is, it's a tool in which you can track the development of CBDCs and whether um, they align with um, human rights or whether they infringe with human rights. So you can check authoritarian countries and what they're doing and how they develop the CBDC. So it's a pro-Bitcoin nonprofit Um yeah, it's, it will flag potential civil liberty concerns as more countries are expected to develop CBC technology. Very interesting, and I can't wait to actually uh, show it on the news when it does uh, come, become available for us as well. Now, um, as more countries are expected to develop CBDC technology. So, that means that CBDC is coming, and I do feel that it is coming, but... I like how especially the U.S. likes to use the line, and other countries as well, I think the U.K. and other ones that, uh, oh, we're just doing research, but we don't know whether CBDC is going to happen. Well, it is going to happen, and we already have CBDCs, and actually, if we scroll down in this article, well, guess what? Uh, we have the Bahamas Sandal, we have the Jamaican Gendex, and the E-Naira in Nigeria, and guess what they've done in Nigeria? Nobody wanted to use the CBDC, and we talked about it in other news section. We had 0.5% usage of the E-Naira, and... Guess what? They just they just uh, went full on war on cash, and they eliminated a large part of the supply. And now people are forced to use the CBDC in Nigeria. And yeah, that's that's how they're going to do it. But um, the United States Treasury official Graham Steele told an audience at the Texas Payment Conference payments conference that a future central bank digital currency in America should consider anonymity. Right? Uh, privacy should be considered in potential retail CBDC. But he said. It is important that we consider that the extent to which privacy and anonymity might be preserved and explore the technologies and methods available, including privacy and enhancing technologies to enable such protections in the design of any potential retail CBDC, um, But he also wants to minimize illegal legal transaction transaction at the same time. So what does that mean? Again, we're going back to the, today the maybe with the on and off switch. We're not going to have full-on privacy and anonymity because if you do, there's this, you can't minimize illegal transactions because they, you don't even know that they're occurring in the first place, right? Because you can't even see the transactions. So minimizing would mean that you actually don't have any privacy at all, right? It's like you're in your house. Oh, but we can make your walls, yeah. you know, imagine if it's just windows, right? And you have curtains, but we can just take off the curtains at any point that we want just to check on you to make sure that you're not doing anything or stuff like that. Um, and they can also, of course, implement other things that are not nice as well, such as, that we discussed um you reach your meat quota you meet you meet your chocolate quota you can't have many more chocolate you know stuff like that or you can purchase from that country because we have a political conflict so you can't use your dollar in that country or we want to keep the dollars in this country you know stuff like that so um yeah these, these are just lies it, it, my feelings and what i've been um reading and um i mean not trusting the government so yeah this is my my thoughts on this. Uh, then I just want to quickly mention Ripple partner, partnering with Colombia. So Colombia is looking into CBDC. Then we have Thailand that launches retail CBDC pilot with two banks in Singapore payment service. So we have Thailand, Singapore, Colombia. We have even Nigeria has CBDC. So you think that the United States is not going to have a CBDC? I feel that of course it's going to have a CBDC. We have the Fed now. So, uh, which you should look, look into it. So Fed now again um yeah but the cbdc's are coming and if people are telling you that they're not well yes they are because they want to have control over you now if you want to get outside of the cbdc uh, phenomenon if you are looking for something else uh, we have Monero, and i want to mention a couple things the first thing is rail and i think that's this, this how you say it it's an anonymous store relay crowdfunding with monero so if we look on on the website so it's rei YA.io for the people watching on Twitter, uh, people that don't uh, watch this show visually. Um, so they've raised 1.3 Monero so far, and we're curious to see by next time how much they're going to raise, but what it is. So Rea provides an easy way for anyone to support the Tor network by donating Monero to independent relay operators, right? So millions of people use Tor every day, uh, but which is free, but running the relay it's not. So you can choose to donate uh, to all, sorry are really operators that want to receive donations based on how much they to the network. So very interesting. Then EAE attack has, research project project has been fully funded last week. Um, I think only one Monero has been donated and now it's, we raised $29,000, which is amazing. Um, so if you want to learn more about the EAE attack and how does it relate to, to Monero and how it's Monero's privacy weak points, make sure you check last week's video. Um, with, from the dev section and um, yeah, make sure that you go go and, and watch it and familiar, familiarize yourself with it. Um, last thing that I want to mention is MoneroCon 2023. We had token up too long ago. We're uploading the videos. My phone is blowing up. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, MoneroCon 2023 is next week. It's going to be in Prague. Amazing. I'm going to be in Europe next month so I'm not going to be able to make it unfortunately. I swear to God, next year Topia, 100%. I really try to make it. And then hopefully Monerocon as well because it's so much fun. Um, they have less than 100 tickets available, so make sure that you purchase your Monerocon um, videos. Uh, they have a travel, travel guide and the schedule, so you can go check it out. And Rhino, I just wanted to quickly show this uh, picture. It's a picture of Rhino stickers. Rhino is going to be at Monerocon. And, uh, yeah, they're going to teach you more about Rhino multi sig wallets. Um so this was this week's news section, guys. Um, hope that you enjoyed it. So we'll see you next week. Take care. And, um, yeah, bye.
1: Uh, all right. You're all right. Great as always thank you tony uh hopefully soon maybe he can start joining us live tux i think that's it we'll close it out we're just about at three yeah
3: <laughs>
1: so good though that was that, that, was, that was good I, I love that and uh hopefully he can uh, follow up with us libertard and keep us updated on the fundraise and what he and what they end up doing with this with the soccer team of course um anything else man before we shut it down
2: I don't think so. I think that was pretty much it. That was a great conversation. <laughs> you covered a lot
1: there. All right, guys. Uh join us every Saturday at eleven AM Eastern. Next week's show will be broadcasting uh from MoneroCon in Prague, uh if we pull it off, but that is the plan. Tux hopefully you'll be able to join us then and you can uh you know co host remotely, uh yep. which is you already do. Um, and yeah, so we'll, we'll see you guys then. And we'll probably, I'll probably be trying to get some, uh, interviews from, from the conference as well in the form of Monero talks. I'll be putting those out. Oh, uh, Monero node. We're going to, we're going to have them on a Topia but instead I'm going to do a full Monero talk episode on the Monero node project. I'm looking to cord that this week, uh, Tuesday before we head out for MoneroCon and, uh, we'll have Abdullah, uh, we'll be uh, on that, and um, I think Arctic Arctic Mine is going to join us. He actually uh, was contributing to the no- uh, Monero Node project, helping Abdullah with uh, specking out the nodes, so he's going to be giving us his input and take, and um, we'll just be going over over the details of the project, so that, that should be cool. Make sure to catch that one. And that's it. We're at three hours. Tux, this is a good one. Thanks, man.
2: This was good. Thank you. Thanks, guys.
1: All right, cheers. Later. See you guys next week.
0: Thank you for joining us on this week's Minerotopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Minerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.